Uh, good morning, honorable members and our support staff. Everybody who's on the platform, we are, we are all welcome. Today, the, the <coughs> State and Community Appropriations uh, is having a meeting with the, the Department of Agriculture, Rural Development and, 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 land, and land Reform. So I'll say more about this later, but uh, you, are, you are all welcome. Uh, I'm not very sure who's leading the delegation, but let me welcome uh, the Honorable Minister Togo Titiza, Deputy Minister Nogzola Tapa, Deputy Minister Mkwebi uh, Squadra. You are all welcome. DG, Mr. Ramasodi, and uh, your team, you are welcome to our meeting and we're looking forward to engagement with our good selves. Um, <clears throat> before we, we, we proceed, um, Darren, can you have uh, apologies? Uh, yes, Chairperson, we received one apology. It's from Zdikhale. Okay. okay, let's note the apology from uh, Honorable Zdikhale. Um, <coughs> um, then we'll, we'll give the department a maximum 45 minutes to take us through the presentation which is a response to the letter that was written to the committee, to the minister, um, asking her and the team to brief us on a number of things. We're looking forward to that briefing. After the briefing, then the oral members will have an opportunity to engage with the presentation. Then again, allow uh, uh, the department to respond to the issues that, and questions that would have been raised uh, 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 by the committee and then we have announcement, and then we'll adjourn. Looking forward to, 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 the, to our engagement. Oral Minister, uh, we are all yours uh, with your team. Uh, I'll only expect the meeting back to me uh, once you are done with the, uh, uh, with the department. Thank you very much. Are we here, Chairperson? I think the department have disappeared. 
Um, we are here, Chair. We, we were waiting for, there was an introduction by the Honorable Chair of the Minister. We were waiting for, for the introductions from the Minister, but if uh, we are having a challenge from that side, I'm quite willing to begin with the presentation with the permission of the Honorable Chair. Good morning, Honorable Members. I think uh, Honorable Chair has, is having a technical problem there to can be able to chair and continue. I think I should uh, just take over from where he left uh, up until he comes back. Uh, I think the chair has just done the introduction and he was just about to call in the minister if the minister is around. Uh, minister, you are welcome. Uh, we're therefore going to give you uh, at least 45 minutes to together with your team to make a presentation. Uh, I would also like to give you this uh, space to uh, come in and uh, make a, a remark or input uh, uh, so that then the team will then continue, the Director General will then take over uh, and make presentation. Thank you very much. Uh, you are welcome, uh, Minister. Um, thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. It would look like the Minister um, is not on the platform um, at this moment, but if I am allowed, we, we will continue um, with the presentation, Honorable Chair. Yes, you may continue and uh, introduce your team. Uh... Okay. No, my, my name is Mogit Zaramasodi. I am from the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development. I am the uh, Director General of the Department, um, having assumed a full duty in December uh, 2020, um, so that we, we, 2021 so that we can be able to outline the issues that are at hand. We have got on the platform uh, our parliamentary officer, Mr. Ralph Sibifelo, who will be running the slides on our behalf. We also have got a full team here uh, from the department in terms of the responses, especially from finance and also the uh, operations. But um, most so, Chair, let me introduce only the CFO who's on the platform. And if needed, later on, I'll be able to introduce the other colleagues who might be on the platform. If I may request that we run the presentation so that I can be able to take the um, August House into confidence on the issues that we are highlighting in our presentation. We received the five critical. My apologies, uh, Honorable Chair, I was also kicked out like the, the Honorable Chair out of the platform. I am back. Let me just indicate that we had uh, five critical areas uh, that the um, uh, standing committee had requested us to look at. 
And um, we have clearly outlaid those in terms of this presentation outline. Suffice to indicate that at some stage during the course of um, the acquainting of the response to the um, standing committee, there were uh, issues that we had to deal with as a department because um, the earlier presentation that we had did not address all the five issues and we had to work around it. And therefore, we, we had yes. this late submission um, on, the, on those matters. But we think that we have done um, the, 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 the tracking and we have done the issues that were highlighted by the August House. And we, we greatly apologize um, for, for, for that uh, delay in terms of our submitting. We, we have... Sorry, Mr. Mr. Ramasodi. Um, Honorable Chair. Good morning. Just, just interrupt you. Um, I, I'm talking to the chair of the meeting, Honorable uh, Hip. Can you hear me? Hip. Yes, morning, chair. Can you hear me? No, no. I, yes. I, 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 I wanted to propose to, to the DG, uh, seeing that we are all having this problem of load shading and has been kicked out of the platform. DG, can you uh, organize with whoever that? When you are when you are being kicked out, he or she can uh, just continue the presentation because we are we are having this uh, 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 unfortunate problem that we are getting kicked out because of because of the uh, of um, of uh, the of load shading through your chair. I just thought let me make that proposition so that there's somebody just like you did when I was kicked out. Okay. No thanks, George. Thank you very much, um, Honorable Chair, for the advice. Um, the, the CFO of the department, Mayor and Dani Sadike, would take over uh, in um, an instance where I'm kicked out of the system. Um, we can go to the next uh, slide uh, that day, Ralph. We first uh, highlight the strategic focus of the department, which is composed of three critical areas, uh, access to land, integrated rural development, and sustainable agriculture which is um, incumbent for all of us, uh, for food security for all. Um, those would be the mission statement. I will not dwell on those, and those are the values for the department. Suffice to indicate to the standing committee that this department that we are having here is a department that came as a measure in uh, 2019 from components that were with agriculture, um, forestry and fisheries, and the former Department of Land Reform and Rural Development. Next slide. Um, the, the the committee adv- advised that we should give a five-year uh, outline in terms of the performance of the department. And what we have done is that we have gone through um, the performance of both departments in their former um, uh, areas of uh, competence or mandate. And we have then uh, delved into the new department. And we have done this at two levels. The first level would have been at um, the non-financial performance and the CFO would take um, the committee through the financial performance. Now, the first department that we will look at is the department of former Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. And this is the performance that we have had. In 2017-18, uh, per quarter, you can see 76, 70, uh, 69, 79, 83. From now, henceforth, I'll only concentrate on the annual performance. That annual performance in 2017-18 was 83 
And the audit outcome, um, as we would have, we had an unqualified or non-financial performance. But in 2018-19, the uh, audit uh, performance at that stage, audit outcome was a disclaimer, mainly because of the biological assets that we had in forestry, uh, where the auditor had uh, challenges in terms of dealing with the uh, biological assets. And even in 2019-2020, um, the uh, issue around biological assets came into being and the performance there was 69%. Next slide. Looking at the former Department of Land Reform and Rural Development on the three years before the measure came in, um, we had um, the performances outlined, the annual performance in 2017-18, uh, 58, in 2018-19, 62 and in 1920, 54%. And um, the Department of Land Reform and Rural Development had no challenges uh, whatsoever in terms of the audit outcomes. Um, they always had an unqualified audit in, in terms of um, the non-financial performance. If we can go to the next slide. The next slide then shows how we pe- have performed as the new department uh, after the measure. So we had 59% in terms of the um, performance that we had, which is unqualified. I think there is a challenge in terms of 2021-2022. The the verdict is still out. Um, My apologies. Um, It's 60% in terms of uh, performance, but there are issues that we are currently discussing with the Auditor General. And therefore, that issue around unqualified it may not necessarily be the true reflection of where we are um, because there are issues still under discussion. And those issues around um, a qualification um, that relates to one of the other issues that we will discuss, be discussing with the standing committee today. But the performance for the past year was around uh, 60% uh, where we are, which is something that we as a new department would not be um, very um proud of because of the standards that we we have got to set ourselves in terms of performance uh, management in the department. We continue with the uh, non-financial performance and we clearly outlined in terms of programs, uh, which are the programs that, how did the programs um, perform during this time. And my apologies for the um, short abbreviations that we have. Um, In administration, we had two targets. We achieved one. In terms of um, agricultural production, biosecurity, and natural resource management, we achieved 93%. They achieved all of the uh, targets that were there except one. And even that one that is there, it's a question of allowing it to be reported by the ARC, not necessarily not being performed. And it relates to a component called which is a livestock improvement program that we have. The areas where we have got them, a low performance is in the issue around food security, land reform, and restitution. Here we have got three branches in one program. Um, it's food security and agrarian reform, uh, land reform, and tenure reform. And we have got restitution, which is the commission where we have got 46% in terms of performance. And that is where our concentration as the department uh, would be going forward. We have got a component of rural development where we had 60% performance and economic um, development trade and marketing, we have got 50% and land administration, we had uh, 25%. So in terms of a very high level um, look at where we are, 
we had uh, serious challenges in terms of the land administration deliverables, in terms of uh, Program 3, which deals with um, food security and agrarian reform, land tenure reform, and uh, also restitution. Um, those, those, and, 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 and economic trade and uh, development that we are having. So, um, still going on, on in terms of the fi- uh, non-financials, we, we are going to look at this year, um, at where we are as a department, uh, just to show that we had put up measures as a department to ensure that we become a performing department. Next slide, and that there are, we, we become a performing department. Uh, um, as we go ahead. Now, in terms of non-financials, the reasons why we, we had a lot of challenges in terms of this, it's firstly around the formulation of targets, because if the plan is not good, then what you are going to get on the other side is going to be a lot of uh, adjustments, especially where you have got technical indicated descriptors, not be um, not in line with what you want to achieve. Then you have got problems in terms where you report that there is no alignment between what you planned and what you have delivered at, at the end. But we have dealt with this issue, and we think that we are on a path that's going to be uh, uh, achieved uh, at the end of this financial year, uh, where we'll have very good performance. I don't have a doubt, because what we have also done is that we have focused uh, on two issues um, as a department. One it's in terms of performance of the department. And then secondly, on the governance aspects, which are the issues that um, have been plaguing us since we started as a new department. Now, there, there was also an issue around the protracted negotiations that we are having on the settlement uh, of claims, whether it's for um, land redistribution or restitution or tenure reform, where um, the the issues are really uh, on the issues of valuations, um, where we can we evaluate, and at the end of the day, those um, valuations that we have done are rejected by the buyers, uh, by the sellers. Sorry about that. And that's the area that we we are currently looking at at, at mechanisms of on how do we deal with it. And um, there are various options that I will touch base on uh, later on as we conclude in terms of our own. Uh, economic transformation imperatives that we have. Now, there is a a refocus that we are having as a department on how do we ensure that there's maximum participation of women, youth, and people with disabilities in the sector. And um, we, 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 in in the past, what would happen is that we would have an engagement where individuals would say that, but the, the targeted groups are not applying, but that was the wrong approach. The approach that we are currently encouraging is that we grow our own team, but we go out, we, we, we ensure that we encourage to apply. We also do training. We also do mentorship to ensure that women, youth and people with disabilities meet the criteria for application because we have got policies uh, that are really slanted to ensure that uh, targeted groups are being accommodated in our sector. We also have got a challenge in terms of the communities where people have got to use municipal land for agriculture, which is really a feeder into the mainstream agriculture, which you are working on. And then the last one was the untraceable labor tenants. And through the Office of the Special Master on Labor Tenants, we are trying to address this issue. Uh, The next slide. The next slide, uh, honorable members, uh, looks at the first quarter of this year. And I would like um, the honorable members to cast their minds back on the performance that both departments had in the first quarter 
and what we are now delivering in the first quarter of this year because of the interventions that we are having as a department. Now, we have been able to uh, achieve 79% in the first quarter of this year through the interventions that we have put in place. And as indicated, on administration, there are two deliverables. One deliverable is around ensuring that we make payments to our uh, suppliers within 30 days. We are very high in terms of that, but we are not yet at a level where we we would be saying we are 100%, because this is a binary um, deliverable. It's either we have delivered or not. Currently, we are at 98%. We are working towards ensuring through different processes. As uh, uh, late as yesterday, the CFO was engaged in a meeting just to ensure that we move this to 100%, but we can show a big improvement that was also recognized within a public service as the department that has moved quite greatly on this aspect. But we will not be happy because we need to go to 100% because this is a binary deliverable. It's either we are at zero, even at 98%, or we are at 100 with a full 100% on the matter. We also have got the engagements that we have on that program. Program 2 has got 100%. The program that we had on food security, land reform, and restitution has upped the game. We have got rural development at 100%, economic trade and market at 60 and land administration at 86 And this is where we are going. Um, the minimum that we have set ourselves is 80%. We're still moving ahead because um, we these are the targets that we ourselves have set and we have got to achieve them. Now, before I hand over to the CFO, uh, Honorable Chair, I need to raise the following issues um, as a, a precursor to the issues that we will raise um, later on in the presentation. One, this is a department that existed before in various forms and now uh, forming a new department. In that formation of the new department, we admit that there, there may have been inefficiencies that were um, um, an unintended consequence. Firstly, around the feeling of vacancies, because during that uh, period, you have got a process of the uh, macro-organization, a national macro-organization of government, um, which propels us to follow a particular way uh, in terms of concluding on the uh, matters of uh, vacancies and how we have got or reconfigured the new department, which had a huge impact in terms of uh, the feeling of vacancies because at some stage we had to have a moratorium in terms of the feeling of vacancies. Secondly, um, not making any excuse. Um, when we were trying to merge, we had COVID and therefore it meant that we have to do this process outside of the normal way of merging where there is change management and other issues of importance that we have got to uh, deal with and we have found ways in terms of to deal with it. And then thirdly, it's an issue of introduction of new programs. Um, during that particular period, we had a COVID-19 intervention that we ran. We also ran the presidential uh, employment stimulus initiatives, all of those that had an impact um, of the performance of the department, but we are greatly in terms of now making this a performing department. And I'll touch base on these issues as I continue with the presentation later on. For now, in terms of the financials, I would like to hand over to the CFO of the department, Merendani Sadike, to take the um, 
honorable members through the performance of the two previous departments, the current department, and what we are doing in the financial space, what led to the uh, low performance in terms of finances, which is uh, at 93.9, almost 94%, and what are we doing to deal with those issues? Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, if, with your permission, I would like to hand over to Ms. Adike, and I'll take over once she's done with the financials. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Chair. Good morning, and members. Uh, good morning, DG and Chairperson, it looks like we have lost the CFO. Yes. I will continue, and as soon as she arrives, we we, we may swap shifts again. Um, okay, if, we if, if we look at the financials um, within the, the broader context of the previous departments that we have had, uh, in terms of agriculture, uh, forestry, and fisheries, uh, the figures are out there for 2017, 18, um, 18, 19, and 1920, where the overall performance of the department was uh, 98% right through the three um, areas. And we had uh, unqualified um, audit outcomes for 2017, 18, and uh, also for 18, 19. However, in 1920, we were qualified, but this is um, mainly due to the biological assets that I had previously indicated that belonged to the engagements that we had in the, in the forestry area, where our forestries, we couldn't account properly in terms of the issues that we had uh, around our uh, biological assets. The, the next one, uh, slide 11, Slide 11 touches on the uh, Department of Land Reform and Rural Development. Um, all through there, we had a, a unqualified audit, um, and we had very good use also, a 99% um, and 100% in the outer year of 1920. And um, I would like to indicate that um, within a planning cycle, um, both departments uh, we're doing well in terms of the financials, and um, as indicated with the non-financials, there were areas that we are looking at. Now, looking at the the, the issues around the quarterly spending, um, which is something that we are trying to rectify, is that even in the old departments, you would have a, a, a very skewed way where the spending starts being lower, and then the expenditure peaks in the in the fourth quarter, which is something that we we have got to work on as a department. Going into the um, new department of agricultural and reform and rural development in slide twelve, we have got the the engagement which I had already indicated in terms of um, almost an escalation over the um, the quotas. Where you have got higher spending in the in the first quarter, where we should be uh, just touching base on how we deal with this. We had last year a challenge on ninety three percent, and we have got a ninety four percent 
uh, during this particular uh, financial year. All of those um, yielding quite a huge amount of money, um, which, by the way, uh, from where I'm sitting, um, uh, Chair, um, would have been used uh, by the department, by uh, the areas that we had to contend with um, in last year um, from a national treasury point of view, um, where we could not even move money, when we had um, real um, pressing needs uh, from a departmental point of view, where we had the foot and mouth disease, and we also had um, locusts that were all over in our country, and we, we we had difficulties in terms of that. We had also spending pressures in terms of the blended finance um, that we are running for our farmers, but most of the money that we had uh, belonged to the Presidential um, Employment Stimulus Initiative, which um, we, we we had ring-fenced at that moment and we couldn't uh, utilize it. And even if we needed to utilize that money, it would have been very difficult uh, because of what was happening at that stage, which I'll also touch uh, on later on. Next slide, Ndati Ralph. Um, we have also then started to look at um, introducing where um, in 2021, 2022, we provide the um, standing committee with a breakdown in terms of programs and branches, how was the spending, um, and our focus would be on the operational branches where we had lower spending and we will be able to indicate where they are. Administration um, had uh, overspent by 10%, um, agricultural production health and uh, food safety, would be almost 6% down. Um, food security would be 10% uh, underspent, and we go to rural development 12%. And lastly, the overall department, um, almost 6.2% uh, underspent. Now, the the area where we, we, we had highlighted that from our 18 billion budget, um, we had to surrender 1.1%. A billion, and most of it came from um, three critical areas. I would like to say compensation of employees because of the areas that we we had difficulties in on filling of vacancies because we had to conclude the national macroorganization of government um, where we had unspent funds. We also had to look at the presidential stimulus initiative, a new program where we had challenges even up until uh, December, January. Uh, of this year, we had to suspend the program because of the difficulties that we had. Unfortunately, we had to do that in order to protect um, our farmers. And however, we have resumed and the program is going well. We had challenges in terms of land distribution and tenure. And I've already indicated that we had challenges on the uh, acceptance of the offers that we had as a department. While we had a foot and mouth disease, we couldn't spend in agricultural production, biosecurity uh, space because of the issues that we, we had mainly around the FMD and the vacancies. And then there were uh, areas on rural development uh, on that 12% where we have got rural infrastructure and we couldn't maneuver during the last quarter and um, the issues around special and land use planning. Next slide. Now, if I've got to look at this next slide, um, it gives a breakdown in terms of where um, there was underspending. 
Um, most of that, as I indicated, 288 um, million was in um, the compensation of employees or filling of vacancies. We have already started the process of filling vacancies um, on goods and services, where we highlight that the amount that we had for um, the overall was 538 million. But of this um, issue, um, 378 was under farming supplies where we had the presidential employment stimulus initiatives um, that we, we had to deal with uh, mainly. And then we had 177 on consultants and 151 on infrastructure planning and uh, 89 on contractors. The the other areas that we, we, we had to look at was uh, on the payment of capital assets. And it's quite important um, that we had shifted that money from um, goods and services in order to pay for some of the capital out uh, works that we wanted to do. Can we go to the next slide? Um, we we highlight the impact that uh, the presidential uh, employment stimulus initiative had on this budget. Um, we 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 had indicated where the issues were uh, on the verification of applicants to ensure that that money uh, is received by the right people, and we also had a challenge in terms of the suppliers. All of these that have been resolved by now, and we're still adding on a, a lot of suppliers. And we intend also to embark on a on a program where we also have got a supplier development initiative that ensures that the people who uh, are supplying uh, this agricultural input are very close to where the people uh, the people who are farming stay, so that we don't have inefficiencies in our structure. But it's very important that of almost a billion that we are having, um, we we have spent uh, almost two thirds of that amount, but we still have got to ensure that we we move um, on this uh, budget because we still have got 378 available on, the, on, 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 on our books. Next slide. We we then capture the, the the issues around the delays and what they have caused, uh, what caused those delays, uh, in a form of challenges and interventions that we have had, and I would like to indicate based on this um, that um, we we have embarked on, as I said, our concentration uh, for this year um, going forward is concentration on performance. Um, we have embarked on a strategy to say that all projects have got to be uh, finalized um, in the previous financial year in October to ensure that when we start the financial year, we start the financial year with uh, activity, not uh, still planning. And this is what plagued both departments in their various forms that we are dealing with. We also dealing to ensure that um, this 30-day payment is being dealt with. While the issue is 2%, it's still something that we have got to deal with. And we uh, have got a SOP that we are saying uh, we need to submit those invoices by five, uh, in five working days so that we can be able to have time to process them. Um, we cannot be non-compliant to, uh, to that extent where we are impacting on our small businesses. We have got um, 
we've got, as I indicated, um, in line with number one, where we had uh, implementation of projects, we also say our procurement plan have got to be submitted with National Treasury by the 15th of February, but from our side, they have got to be completed in October, as I had already indicated. Now, the 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 issue around procurement, um, which had been a challenge, um, would be dealt with in terms of an SOP um, uh, through uh, our circular where we say uh, there are due dates um, from the bids and there is management action plan if the bids are not done by time where we remove them so that we can be able to uh, direct that money to areas where we have got funding pressures. Next slide. Now, we, we, we also outline um, to the um, August House the issues around this year where we are saying uh, if we have got to implement a straight line um, a budgeting or, or budget expenditure, we were supposed to be at 25% uh, during this quarter, but we had only managed uh, 60.2. And we have already have got plans in place to ensure that we, we spend the money. I, I, I would like to indicate to um, the Standing Committee on Appropriations that the budget pressures in our sector are huge, very huge to an extent that it pains all of us in terms of uh, the engagements that we are having today, um, that this is uh, an area that we are giving attention to. We are having uh, monthly meetings in terms of expenditure. We are also reporting this to the minister uh, on a regular basis to ensure that we spend and where we have identified areas where we need to be moving, we really move that money there. And um, we we would hope our our view is that in terms of spending, um, we we would move towards uh, seventy plus spending uh, during this period, so that when we move into the outer uh, quarter, which is quarter four, we will be able to then. Uh, be just ripping uh, in terms of spending. But that's how we look like um, in terms of the engagements where we 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 are. Um, you would see that program two has spent 88%, program two still at 43%, but mainly because of the transfers that we have got to give to the provincial uh, departments in terms of um, the work that they are doing with uh, transfer payments. Rural development was at 76, land administration was at 90.2, overall giving us 60.25. Can we go to the next slide? Um, We have provided an executive summary of what I've just uh, indicated um, for for the year. Um, We have identified where the underspending was um, in terms of each and every program. Uh, with administration at 67% underspent, but we, 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 we as the administration, I think, has got the lesser budget and will be able to address the issues on land reform and restitution, mainly because of the claims which are resolving and ensuring that we have got additional capacity to deal with the area and economic development, trade and marketing, where we have got challenges in terms of the pharma. Uh, uh, production uh, support unit, um, which we are currently addressing, and rural development on the plans that we are having. So those are the areas. Now, we have started filling vacancies. 
um, where we had challenges on the way that the vacancies would be filled, where we have innovatively looked at other departments to as- assist us with the um, screening of all the uh, candidates that we are having through a PSC program. We also have got to ensure that um, we deal with office accommodation charges um, through the Department of Public Works so that we can be more agile in terms of uh, process, a processing of the um, issues around accommodation. We also have got our own issues around slow processes of SEM that we are looking at. And um, we are currently addressing through the minister the issue around valuations and how we can deal with the issue around valuations um, so as to lessen the disputes that we are having with the landowners and we can be able to accelerate uh, land reform in our countries. Uh, in our country, and therefore, the last one would be around the delay in the acquisition of land through this process. And that process uh, is only handled up by valuations so that we can move quicker. But we have got plans to, to, to address this. Next slide. Um, we continue in terms of that. Um, the delays that we had in terms of our transfer payments to the provinces uh, dealt with the framework um, that we have, uh, which was not complied with, but everything has been sorted out for now. And uh, we have agreed on a program that we have uh, outlined between ourselves and the uh, provinces through our MinTech engagements on how this needs to be. And this is where the re-emphasis in terms of the planning process concluding in October of this year so that we can be able to start off the year with implementation in the next year, while at the same time uh, speeding up um, spending in the current financial year. We also have got areas where we have got rural infrastructure programs. We have outlined two, the Mokolo and Mosana projects, um, and um, the Little Morin uh, Dam uh, project, so that we can uh, deal with the areas around health and food uh, and, and safety issues. Sorry about the food safety. I'm so much into that area. Uh, health and safety issues that we have got to deal with. And then we, 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 we through Spluma, have got to deal with spatial planning issues. And I'm happy to indicate that we, we had the National Special Development Framework being approved by uh, Cabinet, and therefore we are confident on dealing with the issues going forward. If we may um, go ahead, um, this is just um, an economic classification of the inputs that we have had. Um, I think this slide should have um, just gone up a little bit higher, but it summarizes where we are, honorable members. Next slide. Um, we also given that uh, outline. Uh, of um, where the underspending was uh, in terms of uh, compensation of employees, um, our vacancies, which we are currently filling, goods and services. We are still looking at uh, the drawings that we made of 964 million and where we were in terms of the spending, which is half, almost half of what we had for the 5%. Um, and therefore, we would need to move in terms of our spending we have got computer items that we have got to buy and also ensure that the contractors that we have for rural uh, infrastructure, um, we speed up in that area. On households, we are dealing with land claim settlements and land distribution through the areas where we have got disputes that we have got to deal with. 
Um, and I've just indicated the issues around the transfer payments, uh, mainly on the comprehensive agricultural support program, on illimalism and land care, which have been resolved um, and a, a sustainable solution being engaged between uh, members of MinTech, DG, DDGs, and the CEOs of different SOEs in our sector. The last one would be on payment of capital assets, um, where we have got an over-expenditure of just uh, 25.6 million. Um, the the next one. Um, broadly, um, we, we would like to indicate this because we dealt with in part that um, we, we are currently dealing with the um, recruitment process in the pipeline um, right through interviews we have got more than 130 posts that we have got to fill uh, they are in the last stages of being filled um, we are also going to utilize some of the savings that we have done in the first quarter and in the second quarter while we did not have um, the full complement in the department to fill contract posts these contract posts are mainly in the area of um, tenure reform, uh, especially in the labor tenants area. They are also in the areas of extension. They are also in the area of uh, animal health technicians who we need on the ground to assist us to deal with the issues that we are dealing with on um, FMD, to deal with the issues on uh, farmer support that we have. Now, we... We had a, a challenge around the, the treasury instruction that we received um, sometime last year, which uh, really made it very difficult for us to spend during the last quarter. Um, but we are fast tracking the uh, current procurement so that at the end of September 2022, we would have uh, concluded the work in terms of outstanding uh, procurement that we had uh, lagging from the previous financial year. Um, we have got the indication that I have already made. Um, we are going to implement support packages to all farmers uh, on land that is being procured so that we can be able to implement in quarter three. I've already indicated the uh, MinTech resolution in terms of CASP and uh, other conditional grants, how we are going to uh, deal with this. The transfers have already happened, but we are already planning ahead for 2022 uh, for 2020 2024 um, to ensure that we have got a better makeup uh, uh, so that we don't uh, waste time in terms of planning we are also trying to do a project compress around the rural infrastructure without compromising the quality of the work that we we we, we have uh, in terms of rural infrastructure, because we are lagging behind in terms of that work. Um, we are also in a process of fast-tracking uh, settlements um, that we are having. Um, and we, we, we are quite convinced because in the pipeline, we have got uh, those settlements that we have got to finalize. And then lastly, on the issue of the uh, farmer production support units, which is a huge uh, support that we have for our farmers going forward. We are doing regular follow-ups uh, on the delivery of goods. And even this evening, we're having a meeting with the uh, commodity uh, suppliers uh, to ensure that um, we are ready for the planting season and we are also ready 
for the production season in terms of livestock on the other side, and we can also assist those who are in the horticultural industries. Next slide. We, 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 we have got a broad brush of issues, but basically it boils down to seven areas, um, honorable members. Um, where at a, a, a broad level, we are working on the, on the frameworks, compliance frameworks, uh, that would include your guidelines, your standard operating procedures and other tools, um, to ensure that our planning is spot on and our reporting on the performance in information for the department is uh, really captured. We started off with a planning framework, which was uh, accepted and uh, already implemented. And that is why we're already seeing changes in terms of our performance in the first quarter. We also leading in the space of ensuring that we have got lead indicators to guide our performance so that we don't uh, have in a quarter a process where we sometimes uh, say that we have performed badly, but we didn't see what led to it. So we 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 are having engagements on lead engagements um, towards performance. Already, um, in terms of the second quarter, we have not entered into the reporting frame uh, uh, basis, uh, honorable chair. But I can already say that we are sure that in terms of the third quarter, uh, 69% of the deliverables uh, that we have uh, in terms of the APP targets could be delivered. We are now working on the other areas where there might be challenges to ensure that we are above the 80%. And that's how we, we implement these frameworks. From a perspective in terms of finance, we are doing the very same in terms of our frameworks to ensure that the standard operating procedures, the controls that we have in place, are going to ensure that we are able to spend the money that has been um, um, given uh, to this department to implement uh, various programs that are very important for the economic reconstruction and recovery uh, of our economy. Um, We are also looking at where we have got uh, low performance, whether financial or non-formation, we come up with catch-up plans for the targets. We come up with reprioritization um, to ensure that we, 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 we move the money to areas where there is strategic uh, and high level of demand um, within the portfolio that we are heading as agriculture, land reform and rural development. And these three areas that I have already indicated are areas that are very high in terms of the requirements. We we are also looking at um, the improvement of our our APP targets. Um, and um, in the past three weeks, we had a very high level engagements with all the executives, um, having a very new, relatively new executive within the department to ensure that we can change the trajectory of our APPs to be more reflective of the current situation. Um, as, as, as building forward better after COVID-19 and the June, uh, uh, issues that we had in case that, and that we need to change the template in terms of our APP targets and we need to then, um, lead the sector, uh, on the areas that have been identified and address the burning platforms that are there within the sector, including how we, uh, access markets. Now we have got, um, 
very strengthened collaborations that we are building up across our compliance monitoring mechanisms in the department, be it auditing, monitoring, planning and project management, where these responsibilities are coming together to ensure that we have got um, a level of single reporting mechanism that would allow us at the end of the day to be able to to measure and deal with the performance accordingly. Um, we are also dealing with an issue because um, with 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 um, an issue of the department being relatively new, there's also an issue of dealing with uh, building capacity of executive management because this is where the influence in terms of performance comes from through the National School of Government to ensure that we, we build that capacity. And then lastly, um, the, the issue around consequence management uh, for actions that would not be performance-driven um, is something that we have got to, 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 to address. I have got to say um, that the expectation in terms of uh, uh, consequence management will say act while we, we have got these issues. But unfortunately, what we had um, in the past is that we had a very unstable executive management. And at that stage, we had acting capacities. We had quite a lot of um, acting that was uh, happening. We have since stabilized that. I think we have got only two posts that are not um, actively having a, a, a permanent DDGs, for lack of a better word. But what we are doing um, to ensure that that happens, both post, one post is about to be filled in terms of national uh, geomatics. The other one in terms of agricultural production is going to be re-advertised. We couldn't get a candidate because of low response, but we expect that it will be um, done. And both areas that I'm talking about are areas of high level of um, of performance, and therefore that performance is still maintained. However, what we have all agreed to is that there's going to be consequence management in terms of poor performance, and that's something that I am leading and driving uh, on our own members. Now, because of the um, the structuring of the department, where we have got provincial shared service centers. We are also embarking on provincial road shows uh, for uh, monitoring and evaluation uh, officials to workshop all the employees that we are having around projects uh, and especially around project management and strategies to deal with performance management. As I said, our focus is performance management. Our focus is around governance, which are uh, for me, the Achilles heel in terms of the current levels where we are performing, and we we are taking that through the scruff of uh, both uh, critical areas. Uh, next, next slide. Now, the, the, there was a request that came from uh, the standing committee on how do we deal with the um, economic transformation plans. And I would like to indicate that um, I think the department has got quite a lot of good plans on the table. Um, we are delivering in terms of the policy space, in terms of the strategy place, very good documents. And um, we thought that maybe let us use a snippet of the agriculture and agro-processing master plan just to show how are we doing the planning in the department. But we would like to indicate that in the planning phase on economic transformation, we have got uh, three master plans that are currently being devised. The agriculture and agro-processing master plan, which has been um, uh, already 
approved. My apologies. The poultry master plan also approved. The sugar master plan also approved. The only area where we are dealing with finalizing the master plan through the processes and engagement at NETLEC is on the cannabis master plan. All of these master plans have got the potential um, to reconstruct and recover the economy and also build uh, forward on the aspirations that we have as a sector. Um, we also have got the special development um, framework, the National Special Development Framework, uh, its full name, um, which was approved by a cabinet, which seeks to then to ensure that any development that we have in our country has got to be spatially driven. And I think this is a very good support mechanism for the district development model and how this model could then unfold in the different areas. So we have got that framework. We intend to launch in and around October so that we can show case what this can do. Um, with support of this uh, special uh, national special development framework, we also have got the regional uh, special development frameworks, which we are currently having. We have already approved one and we will be engaging in terms of the regional uh, uh, development frameworks. Now, what is quite interesting, when we deal with the um, regional development framework, we're not only dealing with one district, it might involve quite a few districts, and it gives that level of spatial planning um, that would recognize the endowments or the comparative advantages uh, within uh, the same space or the region, as we would call it. We are also finalizing the National Integrated Rural Development Strategy, recognizing um, that we we have been bestowed with this uh, response with this area, and we have had quite a lot of engagements um, in the rural development. And this strategy just meant to ensure that we follow the very same uh, mold in terms of our planning. We have got the communal land tenure bill and communal land policy that we have got to come up with. Uh, Honourable members will recall that earlier this year in May, the department had called um, um, through the, the in action of a government, had called a national uh, summit that dealt with communal land, land tenure administration. And out of that, what we have been able to do is to suss the outcomes. And those outcomes, once uh, approved by a cabinet, um, will form part and parcel of what we think would be a consultative paper that would lead to a bill and a policy on uh, communal land tenure and also uh, communal land uh, 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 in general. And we think that part of the economic transformation lies in communal areas. If we have got to take a lens in terms of the development that we are seeing in our country, um, malls, uh, filling stations, uh, shopping complexes that we are seeing are in communal areas. Uh, mines that we see are in communal areas. So there is a lot of uh, work that we have got to do in the space in terms of com- uh, economic transformation. The, the president had also introduced in the uh, engagements that uh, I think in the 2021 and 2022 a State of the Nation address the Land and Agrarian Reform Agency which we are in the final stages of just coming up with, which will look at how do we revive the areas where um, we have got uh, fallow land 
uh, where it's as a result of CPAs um, or as a result of the productive land acquisition farms that we are having all over the country. The honourable members would also know that um, in 2020, there was also um, cabinet approval of the beneficiary selection and land allocation policy, which is a proactive way of dealing with the issues around women, youth and people with disabilities, where 50% of all the land that we have got to distribute, redistribute, has got to be to women, 40% to youth and 6% to people with disabilities which is a very progressive way of looking at beneficiary selection and land allocation. And we are doing that. We are ensuring that uh, the targeted groups are getting uh, land in this area. We yesterday, through uh, the engagements at our executive committee, we uh, had approved the norms and standards for inclusion of designated group right through the value chain in our department where we are going to have a very clear way through norms and standards on gender sensitive budgeting and gender sensitive allocation. Um, Sorry, in the you, yes, can uh, you wrap up in the next three minutes? I will do that. Um, we have got women empowerment strategies and we have got also um, youth empowerment strategies. Honourable members, I will just uh, give a glimpse in terms of the uh, next area is the agro processing uh, master plan, which has got six pillars. I am just going to draw to your attention what we are trying to do in the next uh, minute, where we are trying to resolve the ambiguities that we we have in the policy space in order to create an investment-friendly climate. We have got deliverables there. The second pillar is around creating an enabling environment to deal with infrastructure. Infrastructure is in the past, and history is littered with um, evidence that once we deal with infrastructure, development takes root very quickly. Pillar three around the providing comprehensive farmer support that includes your development finance in terms of blended finance, um, research and development, which is the pillar of uh, agricultural development and extension services. We have got pillar four where we ensure food security, expanded production, employment and decency and inclusivity, which is something that is at the pillar. And um, we're discussing this um, with labor um, as an issue that has got to be looked at. At Pillar 5, we have got expansion of our market. Um, the latest uh, evidence that we are having is that uh, our exports in agriculture is sustained in this sector, something that was written glowingly about in the Sunday te- uh, papers this weekend. And then lastly, with the engagements that we had um, on the on, in preparation for the Food Systems Summit that was held last year in New York, we are localizing our food chains. The next slide would just talk uh, to, if you can just quickly roll, roll through them. We don't need to talk to them. The next slide, uh, which shows the way, next slide, which shows the way that we, we, we are dealing with this. So when it comes to transformation, we have looked at the share that the um, uh, Black participants are having in each and every value chain. And we have outlined and blown it out and the next slide would also, next slide, the next slide is reflecting what do you want to do in terms of skills, R&D and inputs up to land and equipment in order to move uh, the needle uh, in terms of participation of black uh, producers in all of these industries. Next slide. Um, that is the um, approach, the uh, corridor 
approach that we are having as a department to deal with economic transformation. A lot go deeper into this. Next slide. In terms of the Dalat focus, we have got seven outcomes. And these outcomes, as I have indicated, is where we are concentrating as a department. Last slide, which is the last slide, would be us recognizing that we have got um, the greatest challenges um, that we have got to deal with is addressing the transition that we have had in the department. And um, we have started addressing this in terms of the quarter one uh, of our non-financial performance and starting to show um, the demand that we have in our sector far outstrips the budget that we have at the moment. And we are at the moment, just putting up levers to allow effective, efficient and economic um, financial expenditure uh, and ensure that when we spend, there would be no comebacks in terms of fruitless, in terms of um, uh, and a wasteful expenditure. And um, the policy space in terms of the request that was there uh, is in place to assist us to ensure that there's transformation in the three sectors that we have, agricultural and reform and world development. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members of the Standing uh, Committee on Approval. Yes, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Mr. DG Mokeza. Just before you step off, I just hear you talking about consultants. I just want you to just uh, explain to the committee just before you step off what is the role of cons- consultants in the departments in the department. Thank you, thank you very much, Chair. Um, Chair. One of the areas that we we are currently uh, looking at is that National Treasury has uh, bemoaned the fact that departments are using a lot of consultants to carry out the work. But there is contract work that we we have got to give to consultants. It's not a lot of work that we are currently doing um, within the department, but the consultants that we we are currently using is to ensure that um, we, we we supplement where we don't have capacity in the department to do that work. Um, you would also realize that in terms of the work that we are doing, Honorable Chair, there is work that is um, being done through various community groups. We are also trying to build up capacity that we, we do that work ourselves through our different supply chain management processes. So we are winning ourselves off that, that level of engagement. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, uh, DG. Uh, let me check the chair. Uh, is it about time to hand you over or should I proceed? Please proceed, uh, completely. Okay. Now, thank you very much, uh, honorable members. Uh, I think this brings us to the end of the presentation by the department. And I'm going to offer an opportunity for members to raise their hands so that they, are, they, are, they engage on the presentation which has been made by the department. And surely we have been listening very well on the areas that need the intervention of the committee and, uh, and draw a way forward uh, around that. So I'm seeing the hand of uh, Honorable, uh, Honorable Sheikh, and then it will be followed by Honorable Mare. Uh, can I see more hand? Uh, Peters. It will be the third Honorable Nsanguini. 
Peters. Uh, Honorable Peters. And then Honorable Oscar. Uh, yes. Is there any other hand, uh, members? Then let me give Honorable Sheikh opportunity to engage. Thank you. Thank Honorable you, Chairperson. Uh, thank you for giving, and thank you for that uh, presentation that you have made, although uh, the performance appears to be bleak and a lot of work needs to be done if we want to enhance the uh, uh, quality of services provided by the department. I will also consider the fact that, you know, there has been some changes to the department. I would like you to explain to me why is it, and it's not... Um, confined to this particular department. All departments tend to have a problem in spending in the first quarter. Is it because of poor planning or no planning? And then when the uh, budget is available, you don't have, you are not able to implement immediately. Then what happens to the five-year plan, three-year plans that you have? Uh, Why is it that that can't kick in so that you could you'd have the capacity to be able to spend in the first quarter, and very often when you don't do that, we find fiscal dumping towards the latter part of the financial year, and that raises the question on 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 the quality of performance that we normally get. That's the first thing I'd like you to tell us, given the fact that we are always having to make mistakes and then learn. We have a massive crisis in terms of currently in terms of wheat and maize because of the war that's taking place in Ukraine and Russia. Now, with the availability of such fertile lands in South Africa, what is your department doing to enhance this particular sector so that we could become self-sufficient given the fact that your performance in terms of food security, you're talking about 46%. Then the other issue I have is in the sugarcane section. There is some, uh, it's a, I think it's a policy issue by the looks of it. We, uh, the cane growers in South Africa, sugar plant, are having a serious problem, which is having an impact on their sustainability and which has a ripple effect on other industries like the confectionery industry and everything. One, you're importing from Iswatini, Sugar, duty-free, which is impacting on your local farmers and local production. Now, I know that trade and industry also come, but you also have a role to play. You talk about the poultry industry. The poultry sector is coming to a standstill because of the dumping that takes place in this country. You know, because of agreements that we've entered you. And a good example is the United States of America. Okay. What are you doing to protect this particular industry? so that you can save jobs. Then the other issue I have is on the, you're talking about uh, 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 land targeting groups. What is your department doing, first of all, to target the Koi and Sand community, given that you know what is now happening in Krebo, and I know that the land falls on the public works, but again, you have an interest in it. What are we doing to enhance Mm -hmm and deal with the issue of the Khoi and San, the very first indigenous people of this country, who are the heirs to a great percentage of the land, particularly in the Western Cape, Eastern Cape, Northern Cape, 
and parts of KwaZulu-Natal, um, uh, 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 of course, as well. Chair, uh, uh, must I stop there? I just wanted to touch on one last one on farm dwelling. Uh, you know, it's a serious problem. But remember, we need to be very objective about it. When people work on farms and they retire after 30 years or 40 years of service, if farm owners are expected to keep these people on these farms, means eventually they won't be a farm to be a residential place. Why is your department not able to work hand in glove with farm owners together with local government? That's the municipality, wherever the farm is situated. And all you have to do is, it's the responsibility of government to provide a site which is fully serviced with water, sanitation, electricity. Put them on the waiting list the moment they start working as a farm, in a farm, and let the farm owner also contribute an amount to the municipality every month. So when they retire, they move from the farm into their own home, funded by the farmer and also the site and services provided mm-hmm. by the municipality. And, and I think that will go a long way in being a win-win situation uh, 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 for both sides. I have a few more questions, but Chair, let me give the others an opportunity. And yes. if it's not covered, I'll come back. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Sheikh. Uh, Honorable Mare. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, the, the connection is the signal is not that fantastic, so I won't put on my video. In short, uh, first I want to go to the challenges that has been mentioned. And one of the challenges were um, that people on a managerial level within the department don't submit invoices timelessly. And then they was given what was the intervention from the department side. Now, the intervention is not to submit it within five days. That is a standard procedure that you actually put on the table that it must be submitted within five days. Uh, a consequence would be, then there should be, the uh, intervention should be uh, if people don't uh, adhere to that, it, a disciplinary disciplinary process, and that would be called consequence management. So it must be written into the managerial people's staff that in their KPAs that they must really submit these invoices on time because that slowed, it slowed down the whole process that oh. is uh, done by this department. And, and then secondly, I asked the director, who would be responsible to have a firm grip or handle on the transfer of land? Because it is there mentioned as well, uh, one of the, of the, uh, that consequence on the land bank. And we all know as a, uh, as a committee, what the problems the land bank have. So, and that will also impact positively if there is clarity. Uh, on those transfers, and it seems it should be picked up in the second and third quarter. So, um, and we hope that that will actually take place. And would the Director General ensure us as a committee that somebody would have a firm hand and see that this happens? Because that also should be written into KPIs of senior and executive staff members. Um, thank you, sir. Thank you, Honorable Maria, Honorable Zangwin. Um, thank you very much, uh, Chair. Um, I want to agree with, 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 with my two colleagues. 
<clears throat> let's spoke about um, performance and uh, consequence management. I think the, the department needs to readdress on 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 what they 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 see as consequence management um, in terms of 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 the non-performance or the um, submission of 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 invoices by uh, the employees. So they really need to have a serious look and a much proper uh, look into it. And we can't accept um, constantly that this is a new department. I mean, many of you have prior experience. You would have worked for the department if you don't have the necessary skills and experience to be in that position. So to forever put excuses like this is a new department wouldn't cut it for us as a as an appropriations committee. There are things that are just black and white and it doesn't need um, excuses like this, uh, a new department or COVID. Those excuses are old and we are tired to hearing them. Um, I just like to find out how much of the budget um, is dedicated towards uh, women and youth. And can we have programs highlighted interventions that are targeting youth and women because it seems to me that the department doesn't have a straightforward policy targeting uh, women within their budget. They do speak about gender-based budgeting, but there's no straight uh, policy that speaks to that. Uh, Can the department also indicate or inform us how many women and youth were allocated farms in their own right since 2021 to to date and stated per province and the district for the oversight purposes as well. If the department can also elaborate to that. And then maybe perhaps for the minister, if the the minister um, will come in later on um, in the closing. Minister, we, we know that uh, on your watch, the land bank is collapsing. And it's a historical fact that land banks supported most commercial farm, white farmers to be where they are today. Today, black farmers have been left to fend for themselves. What are the plans that you are putting in place for the land bank to continuously support black farmers in the sector? And then are there any new black farmers supported by the land bank in the last two years? If you can give us those, those figures. Um, as well. And then the the last one, um, Chair, we know that in 2014, the then President Zuma spoke about commercializing of black farmers in um, in 2014. And then the current president um, also made mention about that in his sauna in 2019. So what have been done this far in the commercialization of black farmers and how many farmers per province have been benefiting this far since 2014? If we can get those breakdowns, um, I think I will stop there, um, Chair. Thanks. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Dangwini. Honorable Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, I want to 
take this opportunity to join my colleagues who have thanked the department for honoring our invitation to and uh, led by the minister and the deputy ministers to to come to this committee. Uh, firstly, uh, Chair, let me start by asking the uh, DG, is it the DG, the DG, on um, whether they have ever considered the impact of their slow delivery or non-delivery and the under-expenditure on the performance of the executing authority as per the performance agreement that uh, she has signed with uh, the president. Secondly, I would want to know whether uh, taking into consideration the fact that the DG keeps on making reference to a new department, which uh, my colleague, uh, Honorable Ntlanguini, has aptly uh, actually dismissed. And I, 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 I want to know whether from the delegated responsibilities by the minister and president to the deputy ministers, there is no responsibility that they have over the uh, uh, administrative functioning of the department. Because this um, story of this is a new department, as if uh, whatever uh, uh, targets that the department has worked on or uh, 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 identified as their deliverables in a particular year would be something that has been probably dumped on them. I think that uh, when uh, the state of the nation uh, is delivered by the president, it is informed by what could have come from the machutlas that uh, the executive would have had but equally so, prior to the executive, there would be your forum of a, a directors general, which makes the necessary preparations for, for this. So by the time the sauna is tabled, departments are already uh, ready for, for, for delivery because they have identified that which would be coming from the state of the nation address. Uh, 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 moving from the administrative issues, I would want to say to the DG, as this committee in 2019, we raised the concerns that were raised by a a, a certain Mr. Kanyele from Eshoe in KZN, who was uh, complaining about land redistribution uh, 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 non or post-care support because they were not given the necessary support by the department or budget to be able to work the land. And that result in the land that they have received from the department lying fallow because they don't have the means and the resources. Then there's also the issue of access to markets by the emerging farmers, especially in the crop crop farmers. Because for me, it would be important that we get to know what is uh, the farmers 
being supported with to get their approaches to the market. The other thing that I want to raise, which is very generic, and probably the minister and deputy ministers could, could respond to, the, the, I heard on slide eight uh, the, the DG making reference to proactive initiatives to ensure participation of women, youth, and people with disability meet criteria for applying, uh, uh, being raised as one of the, the, the hindrances, for a lack of a better word, to the, 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 uh, the expenditure trends. I can't understand uh, how helping the vulnerable groups could actually be seen as contributing to under-expenditure. The other thing, Chaperson, is the issue of the Black emerging farmers being given leasehold or being allowed to buy farms without the right to water use license. And I would want to know what is the Department of Agriculture, uh, uh, Rural Development and Land Reform doing or working together with the Department of Water uh, uh, doing to make sure that uh, emerging farmers do have access to water use licenses or uh, uh, water use uh, 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 rights? Because it doesn't help for somebody to have a, a, a farm which he or she cannot produce on because he or she doesn't have water rights. So I want to know what the the, the, the department is doing with regard to that. Uh, uh, and which programs the department has put in place to support emerging farmers, especially in the most rural parts of the country. For example, a minister, recently there's been felt fires in the area of Smithdrift, where our emerging farmers lost a lot of uh, uh, cattle. I, I know that there is a man who lost more than 60 heads of cattle and uh, 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 sheep and goats. So it, it, it actually devastated him. And, and they were telling me that it takes months and months for the department to respond. Uh, lastly, Chairperson, the ratio of extension officers to farm uh, farmer ratio throughout the country, it, it would be important for us to know what is the ratio and is it based per province or, or on, on what uh, basis is the allocation. Then lastly, Chairperson, the Presidential Employment Stimulus Initiative vouchers were meant to alleviate the challenges of rising agricultural input costs by assisting smallholder farmers to purchase supplies, which would also speak to the Mr. Kanyele issue. Uh, according to your good self, Dichi, the expenditure pattern shows that the department has grossly underspent on this program. The remedial actions that you have put in place would be important for this committee to make sure that you streamline the processes. And how many farmers have benefited from these vouchers? And are there any jobs which have been saved through this presidential employment uh, uh, stimulus initiative? And um, Chairperson, that is uh, my point so far. But I, I think given an opportunity, if there's still time, one would come back later. Thank you, Chair. 
Okay, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Peters. Comrade Che. Yes, Honorable Che. Sorry, 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 sorry for that. Uh, I've just seen I've just seen a message, which is uh, uh, coming from Darren and uh, of the minister's apology. She can't she can't be in in the in the platform. So Darren has just sent me that 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 message, but I just want you to check. Uh, whether uh, Deputy Minister Tap and Deputy Minister Squatch are on the platform because uh, we keep on raising political question, uh, uh, questions through you, Chair. Thank you. Okay. Can I check? Uh, Darren is a Deputy Minister uh, on the platform. Can you check for me? Uh, in the no, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I think, Chair, maybe the, the DG can answer that one. I'm not, I'm not sure. Okay, but we take note of the apologies. We, we thought maybe they are, they would be on the platform so that they would be able to respond on some of the political issues that we, the, the committee, members of the committee are raising. But then we take note of the apology of the minister. Uh, uh, so we, we'll keep on checking the, whether it, it, they will be present or so the deputy minister. Uh, Honorable Oscar, yes. Okay. Let's just ask the question, are the deputy ministers on, on the platform? They'll, they'll respond if they are there. Okay, yes. Uh, deputy minister, are you in? No, it doesn't seem the deputy minister is in. Uh, Honorable uh, members, so we'll then uh, proceed to the next speaker on the platform, Honorable uh, Makafa. Yes, Honorable, Honorable Sanguin. Can you just raise really our disappointment in, in, in this? Or rather, let me say my disappointment that both ministers are not, are, are not here. It's not right. It's, it's really not right. And there were questions that we posed, and we need their political. Uh, uh, intervention on these questions or some form of commitment from their side and they are not here and they knew long in advance about these meetings it's really it's really disappointing that they they take appropriations committee like this it's it's very disappointing No, uh, the committee takes notes of, uh, note of that. Uh, ideally, that is a situation that would have loved to, to happen. But then the minister has apologized, and uh, we would have expected even the deputy to, to have joined us. So we, uh, we take note of the concern raised by the committee. <clears throat> uh, Honorable Oscar. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, good morning to yourself, uh, the Chair of the Session, the Chair of the Committee, and uh, the team as led by the DG, Ndate Moket. Now, Chair, I, I share Honorable Ntlangwini's sentiments, particularly as it relates to the apologies none not forwarded for the absence of the DMs. But it's, it's uh, equally encouraging that the Minister did apologize because in the past she would have honored uh, our invitation without fail. 
So where, where I'm sitting, I'm sure that there is a compelling reason why, why she can't be with us. Chair, uh, the, uh, let me start by thanking the presenters for, for the presentation. It is really assisting in us doing our work. And then thanks uh, to my colleagues as well for having asked most of the questions that I have, which leaves me with only two questions that I just want to pose to the team as, as led by the DG. The first one is a direct question, Chair. As far as the macro-structure organization, how far is the process? Are, are we happy with the progress? And, and also, are we able to say that there is a particular deadline, whether set by the department or set by the president or the minister, to ensure that the organization is done and completed. I will not speak on the issue of the understanding that is causing on the COE. The DG has covered that substantially. So my, my questions are, are those. Because it's something else to say that we are unable to move due to the structure being reorganized. But at least it's important that we are appraised at the level of movement as far as the structure is concerned since it was communicated. Chair, the second one, which is the last one, it's on the issue of the cannabis master plan that the G DG spoke to. In one of the budget debates, I, I raised an issue of an, an encounter that I had with a certain lady from my constituency, uh, Miss Ele Matobo, about the challenges that as emerging and small-scale cannabis farmers are struggling in penetrating the market, particularly as it relates to the transformed products, like your skincare products, uh, cannabis sweets, cannabis alcohol uh, beverages, especially as it concerns the testing of the formula by laboratories. They are unable to afford such to a point that these particular laboratories will demand that the formula is ceded to them and then the revenue will only be reached through the sales of the end product and you lose the patent, you lose the IP. So now my question there, Chair, is if whether the Cannabis Master Plan will be able to address such challenges for entrepreneurs like uh, Ms. Ele, who obviously, due to our previous apartheid setup, are moving from a low baseline as compared to their competitors. Lack of expertise, lack of financial support, but are driven by passion to succeed and access to the knowledge that they do require for them to be able to succeed. So is the Cannabis Master Plan able to resolve such challenges? And, and the second point is, is it alive to a reality that there are certain designated groups that we seek to empower and uplift into commercial trading and, and, and how is this captured in that particular master plan, if it is? And <clears throat> equally, lastly, on the same master plan, are there targets that are set in terms of the monetary spend on emerging farmers? And how will they be protected from competition 
which also involve international players, like she was explaining. Because apparently the cannabis market in South Africa and the quality of the product is of high level that even the European markets and European competitors are actually very active in, in, in the country. I, I was left with only those two questions, Chair, but once again, thank you for the presentation and I apologize for keeping my video off. Is due to my unstable network. I knew that if I put it on, I was going to be disconnected. Thank you very much, Chair. Okay, thank you very much, Honorable uh, Matafa. Honorable members, uh, can I check, uh, do a roundup? Is there any urgent question that you want to ask before I hand over to the department to to respond and in, in one in one and a half minute? Okay. Yes. Um, may, I, may I still come in uh, with my whole minutes? Uh, no, I was just about to give you, I'll come to you, Chair. Oh, oh okay, thank you. Yes, I, I'm coming to you. Yes, Honorable Sheikh, in, in one minute. Yeah, no, I'll be very, very quick. I just wanted the department to tell us what plan that they have to make many of these rural towns into semi-urban towns and take development into those areas and assist it. I, I see my colleague has just spoken about cannabis. And yes, Chair, I'm just trying to get the name of this other plant. I promise you, this lady who's got a, you know, a great plan to grow this product, particularly in the Eastern Cape, has been frustrated so much by the Department of Agriculture. She just could not and cannot get the assistance. Yet she has the capacity to grow it. She has the market for it. And, 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 and you know, and, 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 and this department has failed. I've made so many appointments for so many of them for this girl to go and see them, but she's got absolutely no joy. So I want them to tell us, how are they helping these small-scale farmers? What, what can they do to ensure that small-scale farmers, uh, you know, uh, some level of concentration must go into that particular initiative from small-scale? Because that's another uh, great initiative that you can create jobs. But the department is not doing enough to protect these small-scale farmers. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Sheikh. Maybe just before I give over to Chairperson, we'll be asking questions and also taking over from me. Is uh, I just want to find out, you know, there's something that was said by the DG here in terms of budget pressures. Now, I, I, I did not understand you, DG, when you talk about budget pressures, whereas the the fourth quarter report and the first and the first quarter report of 2022-23 was referring to underspending. So I, 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 for me, it wouldn't make a, a sense that you have a lot of budget pressures, whereas there's already understanding that could assist to, un, to unlock that pressure. But then due to, uh, there is an understanding by the department. So I, I just want to, to, to clarify that. Secondly, is that if, I just want to know, as you move forward, uh, what has been the role of the Department of Agriculture in the recent floods in KZN, uh, as you may understand? 
to what an extent have you been able to make inroads where small farmers have also been affected, you know, uh, by the floods, by the disaster? Uh, can you switch off uh, Honorable Sheikh? So how, to what an extent has the department been able to assist uh, in, in, in that particular case? Now, uh, thirdly, is on the issue of Honorable uh, Peters has raised the issue of, you know, uh, delays in payment of vouchers for support for smallholders farmers. Uh, 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 so it, it has been raised. <clears throat> so now I want to go to this one. Uh, it's a project in Ward 41 because we have talked about communal uh, 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 <clears throat> or community you know, involvement or projects that are there supported by the department. But I want to go to Ward 41 uh, in Tabanches in Free State. Uh, there is a Sidiba irrigation project there, which is, has come to a standstill. And it's a community project. And, and those communities are so frustrated by the Department of Agriculture. In fact, they are saying the national is fighting the sub-national over the project. But in the, in the meantime, the community is suffering because the community would not allow to, to run under the circumstance which have been created by the National Department, where the project has seemed to have been removed, the irrigation project has been removed from their hands and been given to uh, other, you know, secondary uh, uh, initiative of, of, of a cooperative without their involvement. And they are also expected to buy machineries and, 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 and all that. But it has now become very difficult to an extent that now community has decided, no, this project, if our problem or our challenge cannot be resolved uh, because it was a community project, then it won't be able to, to move an inch from where it is now. So it is, it is, it is now inoperative as I'm speaking now, and, and it has brought a lot of frustration uh, to the people. So I just want to know at what point are you going to resolve that issue of irrigation project in, in that in Ward 41 in, in, in Taranj. <clears throat> now, uh, there's also a, 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 in the report of the uh, fourth quarter uh, uh, expenditure report, as we read it from Treasury, that there's it, one of the causes is a problem of delay in, in settlement of land claims. So what, what is the cause of delay in, in, in settlement of land claims? And lastly, uh, no, second class is a finalization of land acquisition process. Where is that process? Uh, what is holding it uh, to ransom? So we want to, 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 to get a response from the last one honorable uh, members, is that I think as a committee, we, we, we keep on receiving we, we, the issue of non-feeling of vacancy come very consistent uh, uh, to this committee. Such that it, it seems, you know, it also frustrates us because now there's a problem of service delivery. At the same time, the department will not be able to be in a position to can fill vacancy. 
And it, it is a report that runs every time when we meet a, 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 a department. I think there has to be a, a point where we put a stop on this matter with a deadlines. Definitely there has to be a deadline that should be attached such that we do not uh, meet the department again for the third time, say, you know, look, we have not filled the vacancy, the vacancy rate is, is, is at this level, we are unable, it's continuously, so it cannot be continuous. It has to be, there has to be a stop put on, on that particular matter, and we, we, we all vacancies are being uh, uh, filled, and with a particular time, uh, uh, you know, say in less than six months, all the vacancies definitely has to be to, to, should have been filled with a progress report in between that we should be able to be receiving that the department has committed uh, this fine as far as vacancy is concerned. So those will be my, my few questions as I hand over to the chairperson uh, who's also going to uh, uh, come into the discussion. Thank you very much, honorable members, honorable chair. Thank you so much, uh, Honorable Kaiso, for holding the fort when I was being thrown out of, 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 of the meeting, uh, connectivity challenges. Uh, let me join the oral members in welcoming the presentation from the uh, Department of Agriculture, Rural Develop- uh, Development and Land Reform. Um, <clears throat> and uh, uh, <clears throat> say, obviously, it, it gives us a lot uh, to think about and engage on. Uh, but before I proceed, um, uh, Darren, uh, can you please read the, uh, the the minister's apology for the benefit of all the honourable members, so that uh, they should have an appreciation what what is holding her up. Darren, are you there? Yes, chairperson. I just want to share it quickly. Can you see it, Chairperson? Yes, we do. Please read it. Apology for non-attendance of standing committee on appropriation scheduled for 13 September. I regret to advise that I will not be able to attend the meeting of standing committee scheduled for Tuesday, 13 September 2022. The reason for my apology is that I will be attending briefly the meeting of the portfolio committee taking place at the same time. From uh, 10 o'clock, I will be chairing a meeting of the KBS end. Please note my apology. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I thought let's... Yes. Perfect. Uh, no, no text. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, perhaps uh, to start where uh, the oral members uh, ended, uh, I think the that's why we're having deputy ministers so that when the minister is, is, is not available, they're able to come in and, and, and perform the, uh, 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 the, the responsibilities of uh, the political heads. So, Digi, I think you, you need to convey that to the minister and the deputy ministers that the, the committee uh, did uh, uh, <coughs> register its, uh, <coughs> uh, its disappointment that despite the fact that the department has got two deputy ministers, uh, the none of them came to address the, uh, the committee. And as you would have heard, you are dealing with politicians here, and there are a lot of political matters that we raise and would like 
uh, uh, political uh, responsive, uh, responses from, from them. <coughs> Thank you. Uh, <coughs> having, having said that, um, let, let me start up, up this thing about uh, obvious uh, agriculture is a, it's, it's a concurrent responsibility of both national and, and, and the provinces. Um, I just wanted to check from the DG, how do you deal with this? Because uh, when we do our constituents' work and issues agriculture are being raised, uh, you end up being told, no, no, this is a national thing, uh, this is a provincial thing, and so on. Uh, but as you know, that uh, the people they out there, if the problem is agriculture, agriculture, uh, uh, this thing of uh, being national and provincial is neither here nor there. How do you deal uh, uh, with uh, with that, DG? Uh, <clears throat> and I must I must say it, it it really frustrates us as 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 politicians in our constituencies, but it's even more challenging for the people who are looking for. Uh, uh, <clears throat> for assistance uh, from the Department or Departments of Agriculture. Um, yeah, we, you have shared with us uh, your performances, um, uh, both as, as staff and as rural development. Um, uh, <clears throat> and uh, needless to say, the performance is, is, is just like Lastra. And uh, uh, <clears throat> this being a very important de- department in terms of economic transformation, Food security and uh, you name economic growth and so on and so forth, employment creation. I think we must register our disappointment about the performance. And uh, <clears throat> where still, you, uh, when it comes with quali- uh, qualified uh, audit outcomes and disclaimers, uh, to say the obvious, when there's a dis- the, the, the disclaimer, uh, a DG, it means the AG is saying that I can't have an opinion. Even the numbers that we are giving, we can't put reliance on because they've, they've, the the auditor says hey, I'm disclaiming that. So it's something that uh, <clears throat> we think you'll put your uh, your your hands on the CFO. It's it's here. Um, we as 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 this committee um, who are responsible for passing of the budget of about two trillion rand uh, year in year out, about six point six trillion rand in the MTF. So uh, we were very clear that uh, when we do appropriate that money, the money belongs to the people of South Africa. It should be accounted for. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and uh, that's, that's very important. Two, it should be used for what it was uh, uh, supposed to be used for. Uh, just to share with you, this committee uh, can reject the budget all in, its, in its totality. We can reject the, 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 the budget from the department if we get the feeling that uh, people who are responsible for the resources of, of our people are not taking care of uh, their resources in the way that they are supposed to. So, uh, and as you see that uh, um, basically when you look at uh, performances, uh, very low performance, um, and we are hoping, TG, uh, that if you look at non-financial performance, uh, 50% on, on average with an outlaw of 93% of APB. Um, uh, we, we are really hoping that uh, <clears throat> with you uh, uh, being appointed as a teacher and uh, a very able civil servant who has been there for a long time, we hope you are going to uh, to deal with this uh, <clears throat> with this concern of 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 uh, the uh, of, uh, of 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 the of the committee. Uh, and and by the way, congratulations on your 
on your appointment, uh, Mr. Ramasodi, and we, we hope that it will it, it will pro- bring some uh, stability into, into into the department. Um, <clears throat> and uh, as Honorable Paiso was saying, this country is having very high levels of unemployment, and we are hoping that the the the, the posts that we have, we have budgeted for and we have appropriated money for are going to be filled as a matter of agency. Then the first question, <clears throat> as far as performance, uh, what should we expect in the current financial year? <clears throat> um, uh, 1.124 billion rand underspending in the last financial year, um, and we've had all types of of, of reasons. But let's let's just say to you, underspending um, <clears throat> has got a big impact. We can come with 101 reasons why it's not happening. But for us, when when we appropriate budget here, um, first and foremost is that services should be delivered to people on the sector. But again, there are other things we, we are looking at. We are putting money into the economy so that there should be economic growth. Uh, we are putting money into the economy so that small farmers and farmers in general uh, should be as, as, assisted. We are putting money in, 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 into the economy uh, so that there should be employment op- op- opportunities. And again, to share with you, uh, uh, DG and the team, uh, in this country, we are running a deficit. So if we run a deficit, it means that uh, to close that deficit, we go out to the market and borrow money so that we make money available to our good sales. Uh, not using that money, it means the state is is uh, <clears throat> uh, is losing money uh, with the money that it goes out to the market and 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 borrow. So the uh, <clears throat> the opportunity cost of not spending are more than not just giving the uh, <clears throat> the services to our people. So that's why we are taking a, a very very dim a dim view, and uh, we can be rest assured that we are going to be calling you uh, in the not so distant future so that we can see what uh, progress we are making uh, in this regard. Um, underspending, again, is underspending because of presidential employment stimulus. But that's, that's the big problem, DJ, because uh, we approved the presidential employment stimulus just because we say it was urgent so that we get pe- young people in, to work and uh, <clears throat> Uh, again, as the name suggests, stimulus try to stimulate the economy. Uh, obviously, young people, women, and people with disabilities, rural people, farmers, we thought that that was going to be a, an urgent intervention into the economy. But again, if it's a reason for underemployment, it is a concern. Please let us know because we have approved again a presidential employment stimulus in this current financial year. What is it that is going to be done differently? Uh, related to what Honorable Sheikhs said, uh, <clears throat> um, we, we get worried when there's, there's no spending in the first financial year, I mean, in the first quarter. And as you kept on saying that uh, towards the end, you start spending. We, we, we call that a much spike uh, and it's a problem to us because it, it signifies fiscal dumping. It signifies lack of, 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 of planning. We rather have a, a smooth uh, spending throughout the year. We'll tell you what the reason is. Uh, when we budget, we, we have a multi-year budget in, in this country, MTF. We start signaling to uh, uh, to all the uh, 
the departments and uh, agencies what the allocation is going to be uh, with some cha- with some little bit of uh, <clears throat> tailoring, of course. But uh, we don't understand why why should we have this type of a situation? Please uh, just share with the, the with the committee. How do you hope to deal with this one? We're definitely not impressed about uh, the, the the last quarter as, as spending. DG, um having been in in that department, uh, I know you have got very learned people in that department. Uh, uh, exceptionally uh, 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 gifted. I don't think there's a department with more PhDs than that department subject to correction. Uh, but do you think we are using those skills uh, efficiently and effectively to uh, 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 to get your, uh, your mandate? I mean, to execute your mandate. Related to Honorable Tafa's question, Please just share with us. I saw there's a, a, a cannabis master plan. Uh, well, perhaps uh, you need to start by, by planning, but seriously speaking, this cannabis story has been there for some time. And uh, what we get, uh, 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 black people, people want to get into the economy. They say the barriers to enter are too high. Uh, just share with us what exactly, what does it take uh, uh, for a Mukwena somewhere in Matatiel to get involved in this uh, in this industry. This is an industry where black people have always uh, been uh, uh, over the years, but they say now they find themselves uh, 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 being left on the margin again. Matatiel is, is, is closer to Lesotho, and this industry is, is just booming in Lesotho. What, is, what are we doing? What's happening around this? And as, as you address that question, please also give me the question of barriers to entry. Um, another question, we, we also look at licenses that are being issued by government in general as a way of, of, of economic transformation. What licenses does that department give out and, uh, and how do you use those licenses to try and, 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 and uh, uh, <clears throat> promote uh, uh, economic transformation? Related to Arabun Tlangini's uh, question, about the, 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 the land bank. Uh, <clears throat> you spoke about the blended finance. You know, at some stage, the, 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 <clears throat> the land bank was involved with this. Uh, how is that affecting the whole performance of the department, the issues at the land bank, and what is their interaction with them at the moment? Uh, DG, you'll decide who in your team answer which question. Uh, but uh, yeah, back, uh, uh, back to you, and uh, thank, thank you very much. Let's hear. Um, thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. And uh, we really appreciate the, 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 the comments that were made by the um, stand, Standing Committee. We also appreciate the questions. And I would like to put it up front in terms of the engagements that the the performance that both departments had in the in the previous years, but for um, the issues around non-financial performance, um, on the financials we were doing very well, um, except that the the, the spike in terms of spending towards the last um, of the quarter, 
And that is what we are currently working on. One of the questions that was asked early on was what causes this? And without any doubt, even when we have got multi-year uh, planning framework, I think we, we, we need to get into that level as uh, departments uh, and speaking on behalf of agriculture and performing rural de- uh, development that our planning should also be multi-year, not only in terms of APP, but also in terms of financials, um, so that we can move each and every year into a spending space where we can uh, really from the first quarter start spending. Um, my identification of the issues are really that in terms of uh, the issues that um, because of the pressure that we put on ourselves as a department, uh, of spending more time in terms of pushing spending in the uh, fourth quarter, we, we we sort of lose sight that uh, in actual fact we should be planning for implementing in the first quarter. And that's where the issue is. Um, and that's where the issue that we are trying to address, uh, honorable uh, members of the uh, standing committee, trying to, to to move this so that we can be better planners and better implementers in in the very same space by allowing enough time um, for for us to ease in into the implementation phase without then moving from a high spending then into implementation and there are still issues that we have got to deal with from a planning phase. Having said that, um, I will respond to most of the issues that are here because um, we currently have got a portfolio committee that is running at the same time looking at the um, state-owned entities and there are a few DDGs who are there, but I will take the questions that come from the areas. But with me today, I've got um, three uh, DDGs. Um, I will first start with the DDG responsible for planning and also responsible for human resources. There were issues around planning that uh, he needs to uh, give responses to. And um, there are issues around uh, the national micro-organization of government and uh, the feeling of vacancies that he will respond to. We also have got the DDG responsible for food security and agrarian reform, where the issue around the presidential uh, employment stimulus initiative resides. He will give responses to that. He will also give responses around uh, the issues that were raised on extension um, and food security in our country. We also have got the CFO who, unfortunately, due to load shedding, had challenges with her network. She will also respond to the issues around finances, and I will take the outstanding questions which we have uh, documented uh, at this moment. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. If Honorable Chair allows us, I will I request that order of speakers, uh, beginning with Ntate Ntate Mishamakulu, and the CFO. Thank you very much, Honorable Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you very much, uh, DG. Uh, may I also uh, say my warm greetings to, to the Chair, Honorable Butelezi, and members of the, of the committee. And uh, good morning to my colleagues on the on the platform. DTG, can we can we see the face? And perhaps we can switch off after that, so that we, might, we make sure that we are not talking to the um, spoke. Just just show your face, and then you you can you can switch it off if you are. 
Oh, hi. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, uh, Honorable. Uh, pleased to hear your voice. Thank you very Thank much. You. Um, may I start off by responding to uh, the question which was, uh, I think it was asked by um, I'll just check here. Honorable Matafa, uh, it is a question on the macrostructure. May I indicate that we have started with the project to develop what we refer to as a fit-for-purpose organizational structure. Uh, The current structure, as the Honorable observed, uh, is not based on any strategy. Uh, It is a strategy which resulted from the National Macro Organization of Government after the proclamation by the President that land reform and agriculture would become one department the Department of the Presidency, together with DPSA, facilitated macro startup structures for those departments which were affected during that time. And those structures were meant to be conduits just to help us hold on until the newly merged departments had developed their strategic plans because a macro-organizational structure is supposed to be based on a strategic plan. Now that we have our five-year strategic plan approved by Parliament, we started this project of coming up with a a new organizational structure fit for purpose. We have started, the project started, Uh, The question also wanted to know how long the project will take. Uh, The project started on the 1st of August uh, this year, and it is supposed to take 12 months. But we are pushing very, very hard, also with the pressure from the accounting officer, uh, the 12 months is, is rather too long. Uh, we are putting a lot of pressure to make sure that the project is completed uh, before that time. So at the moment, it is full swing. Consultations taking place in the department uh, with the appointed service provider who's leading this project together with the departmental project team. Uh, We are busy with engagement sessions, at the end of which we will emerge. Around January, we will be emerging with a draft organizational structure. So that is, in short, uh, Chairperson, uh, the progress in terms of uh, developing the the fit-for-purpose organizational structure. On the question of filling of vacancies, this matter has been raised by 
a number of honorable members on the platform, including the, the honorable chair. It, it is a, I must start off by saying that uh, this has been a thorn in our flesh. I must, however, indicate that we started with this process of filling of vacancies in 2021 in August. There were certain processes which were underway before that time, which prevented us from filling vacancies because as a new department, certain processes have to be undertaken first. We have to place employees. Once the structure has been completed, we have to place employees SMS members and employees below salary level 12. And once you have placed them in terms of resolution one of 2019, only once you have placed all employees can you start filling vacant uh, uh, posts. So from April 2020 uh, to July 2021, we were busy with placements. We started with senior management placement on the macro startup organizational structure. And once we completed that process, we went to salary level 12 and below employees. I must indicate to honorable members that this is a consultative process. It is prescribed in line with resolution one of 2019. When you place an employee, it is not just the decision of the employer. It is the decision of the employer, the employee and labor unions. And therefore it involves a lot of consultation. And that is the reason why uh, it took so long. But it must also be borne in mind that uh, uh, this current major has more than 9,000 employees. And therefore, it can be imagined having to place uh, about 9,000 employees uh, through a consultative process on the structure. It took long. So we, we only started with the filling of vacancies in August 2021. I must uh, indicate, honorable members, that we are moving with zest in terms of really making sure that we conclude this exercise. We had some teething problems related to personnel suitability checks. Once an employee has been recommended, he has to go through a credit checks, security checks, uh, uh, citizenship checks, and all these things are done by other bodies outside the department other than the department. So those are the dependencies which uh, gave us some little challenges, but we have now successfully appointed a company uh, which will be dedicated to dealing with our employees. By the time we were appointing uh, this company, we had more than 135 posts that were still pending 
because we're struggling. Uh, some of the, the checks are done by the South African police, some are done by other bodies, and uh, therefore the backlog is, is, is very high. And uh, by the time we, we appointed this company, we, we had 135 posts, uh, which still needed to go through the, the machinery. But uh, I'm happy to, to announce to members that now that we have our own company, we are going to accelerate this, this process. Uh, the honorable member emphasized that uh, this cannot be an ongoing lamentation by the department. We cannot keep on talking about the feeling of vacancies. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, this must come to an end. And we, we also commit uh, that uh, we will report uh, on a six-monthly basis as the Honourable Member has, has proposed. On the, on the issue of uh, performance, I think the DG has sufficiently touched on this point, Honourable Members. Uh, I think there is a new trajectory uh, which is emerging uh, which is uh, authenticated by our first quarter performance, which is at 79%. Honorable members, we made observations uh, under the leadership of our new Director General uh, that uh, we were having challenges at the planning level. If, 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 if one misses it out at planning, all other things are going to fall out of place. And we realize that at the planning level, some of our targets uh, were not well thought through in terms of making them very smart and in terms of making them link to technical indicator descriptions. If there is a disjuncture between the target and the technical indicator description, uh, then the reporting is not going to be accurate. Uh, we have since introduced a planning tool, which was approved by EXCO, and uh, which we have shared with line function branches to use at the time of planning their targets. And uh, we have seen since seen some improvement in terms of uh, that planning. And uh, I think uh, our first quarter performance is an indication that uh, uh, that has yielded uh, the fruits. We, we believe, honorable members, that going forward, uh, our performance is going to maintain a positive uh, trajectory. Uh, DG and honorable chair members, I will stop here. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, DG. I uh, take it it is my turn. Uh, good uh, mornings to the chairperson of the committee and all honourable members. Uh, my name is Nasele Metlomakulu. I will uh, also request that I keep the, the, the camera on uh, just to sustain my network if members agree. 
Perfect. It's okay. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, let me start off by the question on the ratio of extension practitioners across the country. Uh, <clears throat> just to indicate that uh, we are nowhere near what we want to be in this regard. And uh, this perhaps is one among other reasons why there was that pronouncement made that uh, we will embark through the MTF period to recruit additional 10,000 extension officers to supplement what we have. Currently, nationally, we have uh, 1,992 extension practitioners supported by 209 managers, giving us a total of uh, 2,201 across the country. Uh, based on the number of farmers per, per province, then this gives us a specific ratios, for example, in the Eastern Cape, uh, which is having the highest number together with KZN and Limpompo. In the Eastern Cape, we have 527 uh, attached to that province. And looking at the number of farmers there, that gives us a ratio of one extension officer is to 1,662 farmers. Uh, in the KZN province, where we have 582 extension officers, we've got a ratio of one is to 1,216. And Limpompo, we have uh, 321 officers with a ratio just over 2,000, 2,058. Uh, I have all the, the numbers in the interest of time. I won't read all, but the national average is that we are having a one extension officer in the country serving 1,663 farmers. Uh, and uh, this is nowhere where we want to be. Uh, looking at the number of farmers we have based on the general household survey uh, done by State SA recently, uh, we, we know exactly how many households are involved in, in agriculture, and especially those that are vulnerable and, and those that are at a subsistence uh, farming. For example, we, we have sitting just over 2,700 uh, vulnerable groups uh, practicing uh, agriculture one way or the other for their livelihood with, with over 123,000 at the subsistence uh, farming. And these are, uh, among others, the most needy ones uh, in need of this uh, advisory support on how best to ensure that they, they, they really benefit from the sector. So, so we, we then uh, are busy with the recruitment process. Uh, uh, this pronouncement came, uh, but we battled to secure the money for the 10,000. But uh, looking at what we have, uh, we were able then to uh, reprioritize and, and we are busy now to recruit for this current uh, financial year, 5,000 uh, officers to just come in and, and support what, what we have on the ground. The the next question, uh, Chair, that came was on the the Presidential Employment uh, Stimulus Initiative uh, in terms of uh, where we are there. I think the question was uh, uh, how many farmers have benefited from the program uh, thus far uh, and, and perhaps some of the, the challenges, as you noted, that uh, the, the program was among those uh, that uh, did not... Uh, spend 100% uh, for the period under review. Uh, to date, we have uh, issued and uh, redeemed uh, 107,167 vouchers that then directly translates to the same number of farmers 
uh, supported. Uh, however, we have issued uh, one thousand, sorry, one hundred fifty-seven thousand two hundred twenty-four uh, vouchers uh, that are currently being in a process of being uh, redeemed. Uh, in in this work, we also included. You will recall the work that was done by Solidarity Fund during the COVID, uh, where there were thirty six thousand six hundred seventy six uh, producers that got support through Solidarity Fund that we also uh, imported the database and, and and also continue to support them in the current financial year. So all those thirty six thousand farmers uh, they are busy redeeming their vouchers that they they have received from from the department. Are there any jobs uh, that uh, we're realizing? Our MNE uh, is busy with the impact evaluation work on this program. Uh, at this stage, we are unable to to confirm that, uh, but we must also understand the the size of the vouchers and its real intent, among others, to really keep the households at a substance level going, uh, and 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 therefore the 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 the, the, the job creation will not be. At a, at a very high level, given the nature of, of the program that, that this one in particular was focusing on. We had uh, glitches on the, on the input suppliers uh, and uh, that, and also on the verification of the applicants because we're using Vodacom system, a USSD, where you then just type the, the USSD code and every person in the country can apply. We therefore know that uh, not every person who is actively involved in farming will, 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 I mean, everyone could take a chance and apply while they are not involved in farming. So we had to do uh, a verification process uh, to, to make sure that those that will ultimately receive the vouchers are indeed farming. And, and that involved physical visits uh, to where they are. Now imagine receiving uh, over 60,000 applications, uh, having to visit all of those. I just gave you now the number of our extension officers on the ground. Uh, and, and we could not just issue those vouchers without confirming that indeed it will be going to someone who is in need and is in that space. And, and that, that, that physical verification took time. We tried to introduce hybrid system uh, of you, of using uh, some, some systems to also try to do this, but uh, there were challenges given the fact that some of the, the 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 applicants are in deep rural areas and you will get issues of signal and perhaps uh, uh, inability to use uh, technology. And we did not want to disadvantage uh, our most uh, critical clientele base. And therefore, we had to do that, that physical visit. And that, and that, that resulted, therefore, in, in that longer process of verification that then, then spilled over that uh, program to to the current year and uh, having explained this to to national treasury uh, and 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 having had a long meeting with them they they really understood the 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 challenges we're experiencing and and therefore they've granted us that uh, that rollover which we are busy now dispersing to to the much to that uh, much uh, 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 deserving farmers on the ground I mean, I also spoke to the issue of the, the suppliers of the production inputs that also we had a bit of a challenge with, uh, that we fortunately now have resolved also, uh, because to date we, we, we have over 450 service points across uh, the country, uh, made up of uh, Bonafida, Rodiel, Agrodillas, uh, uh, but they have uh, 
the numerous service points across the country. Uh, and, and we really have now narrowed the blind spots where we were not able to reach uh, and, and, and have footprints in some certain deep areas, uh, which now has then meant that uh, the, the redemption rate is really improving and, and we, we, we're confident that uh, we will then exhaust the allocated budget for, for, for the program. Uh, DG, there was a question about what are we doing to support small scale farmers? This being one of those, Albert uh, 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 coming from National Treasure, but we do have our own programs in the in the department. Uh, we we are working uh, in the one I'm going to give reference to with our uh, provincial departments of agriculture. Uh, again, there was a question there of uh, this is national versus province. We have conditional grants, as members know, uh, targeting uh, subsistence and, and, and small-scale farmers through a program we call Ilema Letzima. And uh, we disperse these funds to, to provinces uh, in a form of the conditional grants, as I said, where then provinces are implementing and supporting farmers. This, together with our comprehensive agricultural support program, famously referred to as CASP, uh, is another program we have, and, and we are we are providing support to farmers uh, through the farmer production support units uh, referred to as FBSUs in this presentation. Again, uh, the, a wide range, uh, both from infrastructure support uh, to actual mechanization, uh, production inputs and related support is provided to the farmers within that catchment area of those FBSUs. Uh, to make sure that they, they really are in, in, in the space to support. Uh, we, of course, uh, have our land care program where we look at the nature and we are providing that support again with provinces. But also we have the animal and felt management program where, the, again, the issues of stock water handling facilities, uh, issues of uh, dipping facilities, the fencing and, and related infrastructure to help farmers in communal space and villages are provided to, to, to producers. Uh, just to mention, but few, uh, that we have these programs and uh, we endeavor to really reach to, to producers uh, as much as we can as a department and making sure the money given by by, by the committee is is put to to, to good use. The, the question about the the land and the leases and then some of them not having water use entitlements, what we commonly refer to as water rights. Uh, there is a very close uh, working relations now between ourselves and the department, the Department of Water and Sanitation. Uh, to really deal with this issue, but not only this issue, but the issue of water allocation reform. Uh, because if you're talking land reform, you can, therefore cannot exclude the water allocation reform, uh, where we know that um, if you are on rain-fed farming and, and vis-a-vis if you are on irrigation, uh, benefits are huge for those that are irrigating. And therefore, we're trying to make sure that the farmers uh, and the issuing of water licenses uh, to our historical disadvantaged users. Uh, so there is that formal agreement in the Department of Water and Sanitation uh, to deal with that issue, and, and progress is very good. They, they, they also serve in our committees where we receive this application and we refer issues of water use entitlement to them to make sure that uh, the, the historic challenges we had about this uh, are now uh, being dealt with. There was a question about the commercialization of black farm 
Farmers and the Progress on the Planet Funding Scheme that I think also came teaching, uh, which uh, we we happy to pronounce that we're progressing well in the Planet Funding Scheme uh, side of things. Uh, members may recall the the one billion over five year uh, launch that was done by the minister uh, recently uh, with ITC, uh, where we we really are already uh, having uh, uh, processed transactions up to twenty eight. Of them, uh, seven are in horticulture, poultry, we've got 14 of those, pigar, we've got three, forestry, we've got two, uh, and uh, some uh, within the, the beverage in the sector, there are also two, uh, to the tune of uh, 1.5 billion that has been dispersed, uh, with a grant of uh, 419 million rent and, and, and a loan portion uh, of over a billion rent. Uh, and as you can see, the, the advantage here of leveraging on the private sector fund just by putting in uh, 400 million rand, we were able to attract over a billion rand uh, private sector investment. It's something we spoke very fond of in our uh, sector master plan that DG referred to earlier on when he was presenting. And this is just one of the examples where we are already beginning to see a uh, progress in that regard. And, and, and these 28 transactions already had uh, created about uh, 1,333 jobs uh, moving forward. Uh, uh, and, and therefore, we, we, are, we are continuing with the planet funding scheme and, uh, and as that was called, the agro-industrial fund. And, and it's doing uh, the work that it, uh, it's supposed to, to be doing. DG, I will, uh, oh, the, the last point I wish to take, uh, DG, perhaps just to lower your, your load, is the one on the labor tenants. There was a very interesting uh, uh, proposal that came from Honorable Sheikh about that aspect of labor tenants and farm dwellers. Uh, just to report that uh, we busy with the agri-village concept as a department uh, to really also try to tackle this issue of uh, the evictions on farms and perhaps uh, living conditions of those that are working in that space. And then, as you were saying, I remember when then they leave uh, out of their employment was indeed, we must acknowledge that uh, a farm is, is, is a place of employment. And when that time of the employment gone, uh, the, the, some, sometimes there are the legal means where uh, people have to vacate those properties. So we're coming up with this agri-village uh, concept that will be piloting on the hotspot areas of evictions across the country to really try and set up this uh, settlement together with the Department of Human Settlement uh, to house the, 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 the labor tenants to the next extent farm dwellers and, and try and, and mitigate this this issue that the honorable member was raising. Did you thank you very much I submit? If I left anything out, I can always come back and deal with those. Thank you very much. <clears throat> morning, Chair and members and DG and colleagues, my apology uh, when I was to present uh, I, the technical issue, uh, my computer froze. But uh, we thank God that the DG could still do the presentation. There's a few questions that I want to attend to. The first one was on the issue of the 30 days, payment of service providers within 30 days. And there was a suggestion that maybe we need to look at the issues of disciplinary and the issues of including that target on the KPAs of the managers. Um, we, we welcome those um, proposals. However, with the current uh, controls that we have implemented, uh, I, I was just 
this morning reviewing the report for August and I saw that we are at 100%. So this is one area where I think we uh, as a department have been advancing uh, 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 very progressively. Um, I think we have always uh, been around 97-98% and this month we have hit the 100%. We hope to continue to maintain uh, that uh, performance. Then the second question was on the qualified audit opinion for this year. Yes, indeed, we we have been qualified, but like the accounting officers has indicated, we have not finalized fully. We are still having disputes with the Office of the Auditor General on the opinion because the issue of the opinion was on the PACI, uh, the fact that uh, we have not um, finalized the issue of uh, doing verifications and confirming that everybody has received the production inputs that they have acquired uh, through the PACI program. So that has not been finalized, uh, but it's not a disclaimer. Uh, it's just that one area where we've got difference of uh, uh, views between ourselves and the AG who feels that we should have uh, actually gone and check every single one of them uh, that they have received the uh, the inputs when we are also indicating that we have done this, but not in a specific a way that they have required. Number three is the issue of PACI. We are pleased, uh, Chair, you said you have approved uh, the PACI. Uh, we have indicated previously that if at the beginning of the financial year, we know that there's an allocation for PACI, it makes our planning uh, quite easy. Um, I'll give an indication of what happened this year. On the 12th of August, we received the approval of 20, 231 million rollover from the National Treasury. Already we are five months into the year, and now we now need to uh, uh, implement. And beginning of uh, September, then they said, we see you have not started uh, we're going to take back that money. So it also creates instability. If we are going to be allocated the money for a certain program, it's actually uh, advisable that if we can receive that money from the beginning of the financial year, uh, we can plan better and perform better. Because if you see the, the big rollovers of the past two years, it's mainly on PC. The first year, I think we received the money around November. And last year, we knew about the approval, I think, around September, October. And this year, again, it's in August. So for us to align, because this program comes as an additional responsibility. So if we knew from the beginning of the year, we are able to also plan our um, uh, human uh, capacity requirements for us to deliver efficiently on this uh, then there was a question on how much budget is targeted to women and youth. We previously have been using the triple PFA, 
to deliver on the targets of women, youth, and people with disabilities. And we know that in February, then the Constitutional Court ruled that part of the triple PFA, or what we used to call a pre-qualification criteria or the set-aside, unconstitutional. That has also impacted on us because we had not factored it in our policy. We had applied it as part of the triple PFA. Now that there's that constitutional ruling, we are busy also reviewing our policy our supply chain management policy to now provide for that. We're waiting for the Treasury to finalize on uh, the draft regulations that they have published for public comments. Once they finalize, we also then would uh, factor this in our um, policies, procurement policies. What we are just doing currently is as we award to companies that are women owned or youth or people with disability. We do keep a, a quarterly reports on that, but currently there is no specific uh, policy that we are using. The next question was on uh, the under, fourth quarter underspending. Uh, uh, where you are asking, but you understand what are the cost pressures. So as we end the amount that went back to the treasury was mainly made of a, a compensation of employees at 288.5 million. We know it's ring fenced, you can't touch it. So, and then the next amount was from the PESI the presidential employment uh, stimulus, which was 378 million. It also is ring fenced, we can't touch it. And the final part was on restitution and uh, uh, land uh, redistribution and tenure reform. As we closed the books, we still had a lot of invoices that could not be paid because the money that was not was there was money that was specifically allocated for specific economic classification groups. So we could not use that money. Hence, we had funding pressures at year and uh, that the DG was uh, referring to that we could not use this money for because it was referenced for specific functions. Um, we can also assure the committee on the issue of fiscal dumping that Although we might have spent more at the last quarter, we still spent on the plans that we had uh, from the beginning of the year. It just took a little bit of time to get the uh, the, the um, plans approved. And that was what delayed us. But we still spent on what we had to spend on. So there was no fiscal dumping. I think uh, those are all the questions that I had noted down. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, colleagues, um, for the responses. And let me appreciate the, the responses that were done. Um, it's part and parcel of our accounting that we, we need to work on. Maybe, Honorable Chair, let me just uh, take this time to also recognize um, the, the, the calamity that we are facing. Um, in terms of spending and indicate to this honorable committee that um, in no shape or form um, do we take this to be a, a light matter. It's a matter of serious concern 
as we have seen that both departments in their various forms had a very good spending pattern, and that's where we need to be pitching up at. Um, the colleagues have um, responded to the issues, but there are a few issues that were raised by honorable members, which I will pick on either as a collective or referring to individual questions. Honorable Sheikh, thank you very much uh, for your comments. One of the comments that you had <coughs> was relating to the two master plans, the sugar master plan and also the poultry master plan. And you were indicating that your concern is around the sustainability of the uh, sugar uh, industry based on the cheap imports that we we are having. I would like to indicate that um, the master plan that we are currently having is um, looking at a long-term viability of the sector that significantly seeks to diversify the current uh, value chain-based sugarcane industry away from what we today know as sugar into other areas that are globally competitive, including biofuels, uh, bioethanol, bioplastics, and also a core generation of power. Um, and other specialty chemicals uh, within the industry. So that's how we, 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 we intend as government to look at this. The department, together with the Department of Trade and Industry and Competition, are looking at the issue around the, the, the sugar uh, uh, from a diversification point of view. The, the next question that was asked was around the, the poultry master plan. And I think that uh, Honorable Sheikh was also reminding us of where we are relating to the uh, different agreements that we have had uh, over the years, whether it's relating to AGOA or relating to our engagements with the EU or even with Brazil on that matter. And I would like to indicate that the the, the biggest issue, other than imports that we, we have got to look at as a country, is scaling up of the poultry industry in our country, because this is one uh, area where we have got lower um, barriers of entry. This is the uh, cheapest source of protein that we have, and that's the industry that we are going to concentrate on. Granted, there are tariffs, there are other uh, financial uh, um, barriers that we can put up, but the biggest issue that we have got to look at as a country within the five uh, pillar strategy is around expanding um, production now. Uh, mute members, which is on the platform. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you very much, um, honorable chair. So we, 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 we are looking at that aspect of, of scaling up and the strategy, uh, the, the plan itself has got five areas where we need to to look at. One of those areas is around the export of our own poultry to other areas because what, what, what is really um, evident from all the studies that we have done is that um, if, if, if we concentrate on exports, especially of white meat, we'll be able uh, to be very competitive as a country. Now, those were the two issues around the master plans. Um, the the issue around land tenure, my colleague, Mr. Meslomakule, has already responded to that, but I would like to also touch base to say this area of work is a is an area that we also have got the support of the Office of the Special Master on Labor uh, Tenants, which is uh, an offshoot of the uh, Land Claims Court, uh, where he's overseeing the work that we are doing in this space and is currently assisting us a lot. 
We also have got a question also from uh, Honorable Sheikh on the how how are we engaging in terms of rural uh, towns and resurrecting these towns or resuscitating the economy there. In terms of the DDM and also in terms of the National Integrated Rural Development Strategy, the department is concentrating on two areas, the rural infrastructure and rural industries. And it, it would be very significant if um, Honorable Sheikh can also share the the, the name of the lady uh, in question and also the plant that is in question. But I suspect it might be Moringa so that we can be able to assist as the department. The Honourable Mare, I think you, you are correct. Um, the, the issue around consequence management, and I think it's also an issue that was raised by Honourable Etlanguin on um, how do we implement it. Um, it. It's quite clear that where there is non-compliance, the department will do consequence management, and that's something that we assure you of um, because of the current levels that we are driving in terms of performance and also in terms of governance. Um, Honorable um, Mare also indicates that the land bank is uh, currently, maybe currently with Minister Didiza. The land bank is currently with uh, National Treasury, but Minister Didiza is assisting because of the significance of this bank in terms of land reform and agrarian reform. But the the, the board is appointed from a National Treasury point of view. The uh, administration is from uh, the National Treasury point of view. But we enter the fray because being of being an affected uh, national department that deals with the land bank, and we have got engagements with the land bank on various issues, including the blended finance in its various forms. That would also include a program that we are following on the on the jobs fund, which we, we are implementing with them. And we intend also to take the newest form of our blended finance, uh, similar to the agro industry fund with the land bank, so that we can um, explore that um, area in terms of our pillar that deals with assistance to the farmers relating to the agriculture and agro-processing master plan, I think it's pillar five. Um, Honorable Etlanguini, the CFO has responded that to the issue around gender-sensitive uh, budgeting. Yesterday at the uh, EXCO, we also took um, a, a presentation where we have approved the norms and standards that we are going to deal with. But it's also important that apart from that, we also have got the beneficiary selection and land allocation policy which was approved by cabinet, which we are implementing to look at the um, engagements within this industry. Which brings me to a question because Honorable um, Peter said, had asked, oh, give, give us a sense of what is happening because this space is a very serious space that we have got to look at in terms of women, in terms of people who um, with uh, disabilities. Um, we, we have got the stats. Um, to date, um, um, starting from 2019 to 2022, we have uh, allocated 76,000 hectares uh, to women. Uh, 52 of these um, uh, were also allocated, 52,000 were allocated to use. And where we still have got serious challenges is around people with disabilities um, on 489 hectares only. I would then seize this opportunity just to explain um, an issue that might have been uh, maybe misunderstood or the way that I presented in uh, Honorable Peters may have been misconstrued to say or even interpreted to say 
um, the issue around vulnerable groups uh, in the department, maybe our way of putting it is uh, is a little bit skewed. I, 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 in my engagement, I think we tried to put that in a positive way because initially what we were saying was that uh, the reason why we are not hitting the targets is because the people from the uh, designated groups are not applying. But we have since indicated that it cannot be the case. What we need to do as a department is to proactively engage with the groups, indicate to them what is needed, have lots of training to ensure that when there are opportunities available, that they can be uh, at the right spot and apply and also be considered for the allocations. And I apologize for that if it came across that um, our, 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 our issue here is about them, uh, proactive engagements, but the proactive engagement is brought by to say that when we have got a problem, the problem that we don't have sufficient numbers that are applying, we shouldn't just concentrate on that, but our concentration would be on ensuring that we identify critical mass, we train, and we ensure that there are applications that are compliant so that we can meet our targets. Um, that was relating to Honorable Peters. She she also referred to an issue around uh, Mr. Kanyele uh, on land redistribution. Uh, Honorable Member Peters, if I may be afforded that opportunity to assist um, on that area, I will really appreciate that. Um, uh, I will appreciate that. I have got to indicate that, however, in terms of land redistribution, the there are serious challenges that we have picked up, especially on proactive land acquisition and the strategies that, that we are currently having. Initially, there was a an analysis that was done um, to say which properties would we be assisting, and there was a prioritization list in terms of that. But what, what I have uh, through the engagements with the farmers, through the engagements with the colleagues, is that we have left quite a few of the farmers outside of the loop, and we are working on strategies on how do we get them in. Um, through a process uh, that would short second how we assist farmers so that we don't have land that is lying fallow because that's production. I would say on Saturday, I, I, I had um, a weekend where I had engagements with farmers in uh, the area of Dr. KK in um, Northwest and also farmers in uh, Bujanala district. Um, and driving through would show that there is a lot of work around the issue of uh, bringing fallow land into production in, 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 in that area that I traveled during that time. The issue of water licenses, uh, Honorable Peters, was answered by my colleague, but I would also like to add, because I was part and parcel of this team that worked on this uh, engagement, where both ministers have met, we have got a task team that is going to be uh, looking at water pricing uh, caps for agricultural use, something that we have got to look at. We are going to be losing, uh, you, you looking at the strategy that uh, previously the Department of Water and Sanitation had looked at on supporting resource poor farmers and how do we uh, deal with this to resuscitate it and also fund that. There's also an issue around uh, cost recovery when we have got disasters, especially um, around water issues. We are looking at that. We're looking at water quality. We are also looking at asset ownership because of the regional water schemes that Honorable Pistas would be quite versant with. We are also looking at water schemes that would give us 
what the national development plan is uh, giving us an instruction on of uh, uh, increasing land under irrigation and we're looking at various water schemes uh, including the Josini water scheme uh, in terms of that group and we're looking at also coordination of aspects of our engagement at international level looking at water uh, issues and of course my colleague had indicated the space around uh, water allocation uh, reform that um, is important to us. The, there was an issue around Smith's drift and um, the department taking too long to respond. And uh, this issue, uh, Honorable Peters, I will take up with the uh, colleagues at engagement because in terms of the Disaster Management Act, what we need to do is to do an assessment, quick assessment and emergency procurement if we have got an emergency like the one that Honorable uh, Peters is referring to in Smestre. And um, having had reports that yesterday we had, we lost almost 18,000 kilos in the Kuruman area. This is something that we have got to look at it uh, because it presents the West uh, in this time. This is a time for uh, felt fires up to October, and it's very important that we uh, deal with this. I will be engaging with my colleagues in the Northern Cape just to find out um, the measures that are in place. But I know that they had a further bank that they had uh, initially done around the Jan Camp area uh, in the Falhards irrigation scheme and see whether we don't have to support these farmers at that level. And the next level would also be in terms of livestock where they have lost uh, the stock. Uh, on Matafa, thank you very much for the questions that you have uh, given to us. Uh, the colleagues have uh, responded to the HR issues. Uh, suffice to indicate that we are currently in the process of filling vacancies and the fit for people structure was responded to by the DDG responsible for corporate services. But there is a specific issue that you had raised around a certain Miss Ella Matogo, who is an emerging farmer who wants to penetrate the cannabis industry. I'll have to indicate that part of the cannabis master plan that we are having is to also have an industrialization strategy that the Department of Trade and Industry and Cooperation are looking at to ensure that we, we also deal with the transformed products that we are addressing, sweets, beverages, at all, and also the testing uh, by the laboratories because um, we also need to control the the areas. But it would also be very important um, if maybe um, I can also be afforded the chance, uh, Honorable Matafa, just to um, also appreciate the details in terms of what Mayelem um, Matobo is referring to. Um, and in that plan that we are having, uh, the industrialization part of it uh, through DTIC, I would foresee that we would be able to utilize, and I'm, I'm speaking out of 10 here, honorable members, I would foresee that there, there would be, in terms of the black industrialization, uh, a concept that we can run specifically around the cannabis uh, master plan there. Honorable Claiso, thank you very much, um, standing chair. In terms of the uh, issues, I have uh, taken note that the CFO has uh, um, already uh, alluded to the issue on the dichotomy of uh, reflecting on the budget pressures. I will not touch on those. 
In terms of the recent floods in KZN, we have done the assessment. The provincial departments together with us have got a task team together with the industries. And we are at a point of implementation where what normally what we do in terms of disasters, we would allow the province to address the issues and then we will then reinvest where there is money uh, that's needed from them. Normally they reprioritize put the money up, uh, have a effect to the national uh, department and say that, can you supplement? This is where we need additional money. And that's where we are. But the assessment is done. Uh, we have got documents to that effect. Um, there, there is an issue around the CDBA irrigation scheme. And on our side, so I think you are correct. The the frustration that comes uh, from Barolong in terms of this was that that irrigation scheme was uh, fully existent before um, the department came in with an FPSU, and therefore there are dynamics that we are dealing with. When uh, the president was in the free state, uh, the minister took time before the uh, the indub of the president and engaged with uh, the. Um, beneficiaries at CD by irrigation scheme and currently there is a task team that is just looking at ensuring that this scheme would reflect the needs and and and, and the voice of those people in Tabanchu who want to run this scheme. And part of the problems that they had outlined um, was that um, there are issues that may be imposed by ourselves and that uh, issue where you noted that there might be that element of our, us as national government and provincial department and the PSSC is, is something that we we are dealing with. Um, we have dealt with the vacancies. Chair Honorable Botelezi, there are a few issues that uh, you had raised, but um, let me just indicate that what we usually, I usually do in discussing the, with the colleagues is the co- concept around how your, your GDP is calculated, where you look at consumption, you look at investments, you look at government spending. And I take time just to, to, to deal with the issue around government spending. How is it important to the GDP and how failure to address certain issues would then affect the GDP because it acts as a stimulus in terms of your investments that would also promote your consumption and also our exports in the agriculture sector. So that is something that we we are really putting emphasis on to say that this basic formula is what would address the triple challenges that we are having as a country. Um, There's that issue that you have raised on national competence versus the provincial competence. In an ideal situation, uh, which is also an issue that was raised by Honorable Peters around the administration um, executive uh, interface. In an ideal situation, national department should actually be responsible for the policy space and implementation resides in the provincial space. However, in terms of various acts that we are having, there are areas where you will have national mandate on other issues like your exports uh, when it comes to um, your plant health, you would have that also in terms of border controls. But what we are striving for is that at some stage there was this um, dilution in terms of this area of how we deal with competence. And we are trying to separate this to ensure that the provinces remain responsible for implementation and gov- uh, national government would be responsible for policy and oversight as we we, we move uh, ahead. Um, the the issue around Lesotho and Matatiel on the cannabis master plan. Then the master plan takes a, a very dim view in terms of the current situation to say, the people who benefit from 
there should be people who have been doing it for a long time. We should also recognize the indigenous knowledge of those people who have been doing this. So we we are currently dealing with that aspect. Where well, we have got challenges, and um, it was part and parcel of the recent uh, engagements in Kabinet, it's how do we then deal with the legal framework that is currently there, whether it's the Drugs and Drug Trafficking Act, which now prohibits the use of cannabis. That's why we need to be concentrating on so that we can deal with this. And the second aspect what was the aspect that I referred to. Uh, in terms of the industrialization strategy. The barriers to entry that we have identified was in terms of the permitting system and what you would need in terms of the infrastructure. And therefore, uh, once we deal with the, with, with, with the legislative framework through the industrialization, we'll be able to then deal with this. And from the department, we will also be a contribution from a production point um, to ensure that there's production of cannabis, which is a, a huge industry, we have got to say. And they are, they, they, there's huge potential. And we, we would say that we don't want to suffer what we saw in terms of the biofuel strategy. We would like to keep this warm and, and running, the, hence the, the, the engagement. Honorable Terezi asks whether the land bank has got significant performance in terms of the department. I think more so a significant performance in terms of the sector because the loan book of the land bank mainly with commercial agriculture, although there is an admission that with the new border there is going to be a concentration on smallholder uh, farmer development in a big way, but it has got an impact because um, where this is where you, sub, you, you, you get your production loans and going through one thing that uh, in agriculture is needed is to be to have consistency and you also need to have predictability in the finance space and uh, any failure from the land bank would influence this the recent results that we have seen on agriculture is that uh, agriculture since covid-19 has been on an upward trajectory we have had just a slight bump uh, for this um, uh, quarter under review because of the issues around fmd but if we have got to look at the yearly growth that we have had, um, we had double figures in terms of the 1920-2021. We also had very good uh, figures. That would conclude our responses to the questions that were asked by the honourable members. We would also strive, honourable chair, to also supply you with uh, details uh, in terms of where we had numbers, because it's also difficult to follow numbers if the report is in, not in front of the honourable members. Thank you very much, honourable members. Uh, uh, DG and 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 the team, uh, uh, thank thank you very much. Uh, but be- before I let you off the hook on the last matter that you sp- you spoke about cannabis. What is the arrangement at, at the moment? Where, what is the involvement of the Department of Health? Where do licenses come from and so on? I think if you can just uh, explain that for the benefit of uh, uh, <clears throat> the members and the public out there, uh, because so many of uh, our people have got an interest in this industry. What's happening? Supposing uh, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Lushaba someone wants to in, to get involved in the in in the in the in the industry what's the problem? um thank you very much honorable chair uh we have just also experienced load shedding i hope that you can hear me 
Um, the, the, there is a current arrangement um, that is in a simplistic way in this way. First, the, the minister had made a pronouncement around one of the cannabis family um, that is dealing with uh, low um, levels of THC or the uh, drug enhancing substance or component of, of this through hemp. Now the hemp permits are issued by the Department of Agriculture land reform and rural development. And they are available. Um, We utilize the provincial departments to also identify the need. Um, We process the the applications. We have got a working relationship with the South African Police Services. Uh, Can you hear me, Chair? Yes, Chen. Can you hear me? Hello, Chen. Um, Honorable Chair, I can hear you, but it seems like we your your. It seems as if uh, the chairperson has a IT or connection problem. Uh, no, no, just shut off your video now. I have chair. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you can be teaching. No, my my apologies, uh, honourable members. I, I was just um, indicating that um, from the cannabis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you hear me, uh, Honorable Chair? Honorable members, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. I think the chairperson has a connection problem. You may continue. Uh... No, thank you. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, just a quick one. Uh, cannabis that we are looking at has got two distinct components that we have got to deal with. Uh, cannabis in terms of hemp, uh, which is a lower THC or drug enhancing um, uh, substance. And we also have got the marijuana, which is the one that is currently managed by the Department of Health. So the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development is issuing uh, permits for hemp since October last year. And we are doing that in line uh, in uh, collaboration with the Department of Police through this SAPS. Now, the Department of Health is still issuing um permits for uh, marijuana or hard uh, cannabis as we would like to call it and um, these permits are the ones that we are currently dealing with because you would need a permit because if you don't do that you would be running foul around the drug and drug trafficking act and most of these permits are for experimental purposes what we seek to achieve through the commercialization or the master plan is to ensure that you can be able to plant cannabis uninhibited subject to a few uh, barriers that would be there, but not in a way that it it really impedes 
on, um, on, on, on this industry that we have. So from that master plan, we're looking at hemp and cannabis differently. Uh, hemp already uh, on a commercialization phase and waiting for the marijuana to be commercialized in a way that would then free the industry. I think that's simplistically at a very high level how I can put it. On the hemp side, the permits are already issued. On the marijuana side, they are still issued by the Department of uh, Health through the South African Health uh, uh, SAPRA. And um, we would hope that uh, once we are done with this strategy and also uh, industrialization strategy and also the master plan, we would be able, as the departments, be able to drive this process around cannabis uh, industrialization in our country. Thank you very much, about Chair. And uh, my apologies for, for these uh, issues around connections. Thank you. Um, uh, thank, thank you, Tichi. Uh, thank you, Tim. Uh, 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 <coughs> um, agricultural development and land reform uh, for the uh, engagement. Obvious, I am sure you have a lot of food for thought coming from the committee, and we'll 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 we'll, we'll continue engaging. But uh, thank th- thank you very much, DG uh, 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 and the team. Uh, all of the best with your new responsibility. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, Darren. Do we have any uh, announcements? Um, Chairperson, um, I received an apology on behalf of Mr. Kwangwa after the commencement of the of the presentation, and we've already covered the, the minister's apology. Um, our next meeting is tomorrow at nine o'clock with Copta. The link will go out after I've ended this meeting. Thank you. The honourable members, uh, as to what is happening around the uh, the. Uh, our study tour. Where are we? Chairperson, sorry, I was second. Um, no, update no. on the study tour. Yeah, yes, sir. Just give an update. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, update is, is as follows um, The Department of International Relations requested the committee to postpone the, the, the study tour by one week. So instead of traveling on the 8th, we will be traveling on the 15th. Um, this is due to the fact that the Minister of International Relations will also be in South Korea South Korea during that week. So they don't want to run a parallel process where the minister is there as well as, as, the, as the standing committee. So we've submitted an application to the office of the speaker and we are from them in that regard. That is up to Chairperson. Thank you. Thank, 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 thank you so much, uh, uh, Darren. Honorable members, thank you very much. Uh, this little shading thing is different. Your electricity uh, uh, interfering with our, our work like it is interfering. Pay say? your bill, yeah. Chair. Pay um, your bill. Nah, it's not it's not me. It's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, you're not paying your bill. I know. <laughs> yeah. 
it's, as, as you can see, this uh, the issues that you are raising with the, the Department of Agricultural Development and Land Reform are very fundamental issues. Uh, um, when it comes to f- uh, food security, it comes to economic transformation, you, you, you name them. Um, and I think we, we need to um, perhaps have at, at some stage, because we are meeting these, uh, 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 these departments, I think we should also find a way of, of sharing uh, uh, our concerns and issues with other portfolio committees. I don't know how we, sh- we should do it. Perhaps we'll have to try and organize time permitting uh, some meetings with uh, our, our portfolio committees responsible for these departments so that we are able to exchange uh, uh, in, in information because there are better place to follow up on these things. Uh, our, our, our span of responsibility is quite wide. We may not be able to follow up on these things, but the issues that the other members are raising are, are, are very important issues and which can't just be uh, allowed to uh, f- uh, fall into the crevices. But thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Kaiso, uh, again, thank you very much for, 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 for holding the fort. I think the meeting uh, uh, went very well. And thank everybody who was, uh, who's in the, in, in, uh, on the platform, uh, our support staff and everybody, uh, members of the public. Uh, thank you very much. These are issues that are facing the, the, the country. The meeting is adjourned. Let's meet tomorrow, nine o'clock in the morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Recording stopped.